When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody and welcome to Summer Breakfast. It's up day. It's Wednesday, the 18th day of January. But I tell you what, we are not mucking around today. What a show. So much to get through. And the McCafe menu, our official coffee partner, has for us Alistair Dobson, head of the BBL. There's a lot to discuss with the BBL boss uh, around fixturing, around drafts and about what our domestic T20 uh, tournament looks like in the years to come. Todd Viney, the North Melbourne General Manager of Football, will join us as well. It's plenty happening down at Arden Street as the Alistair Clarkson era continues. And BP, haven't we got a lot to work with with BP, SEN Tennis Guru. So much happening at Melbourne Park yesterday. Questions without notice. Last fan standing, thanks to Maccas as well, as I welcome uh, this man who's always standing. Uh, yeah. He's the master yep. of the quiz. Simon O'Donnell back yep. for more. Scoop. Yep. Uh, that's after eight this morning, the quiz. Uh, Looking forward to that. Can't wait. Looking forward to that. Off to Delhi. We'll be sending someone off to Delhi for um, what a wonderful series it's going to be between Australia and India. I've got a lot of things on my mind this morning. A couple of things to pick. Um, uh, Me to, too. To, to pick your brain on. Um, you had a pretty firm opinion on Steve Smith. It was my belief that, you know, 2020 wasn't his game and he just peeled off 100 last night. What are you talking about? Did I say that? Did I? Yeah, you said Jack Zebel should you know, just be a permanent <laughs> captain of North until he goes and well, he's now stepped aside. What about Steve Smith last night oh, in all seriousness? Fantastic. What an unbelievable performance. 100 off 50 of balls. He was bowled early on. Everything lit up like a Christmas tree as it does in the BBL <laughs> and the bales didn't come off. The lights are on. Nobody That's was home. a couple of times this year. Yeah. Little, little nicks and the stumps light up and, and there's no one home. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the TV ratings. For? The BBL. Yes. Good. It's beating the tennis. It's what? If you believe what you read in the paper, but it's not just beating the tennis, it's beating by you know, 120, 130,000. Are you serious? Yes. Gee whiz. Yes. That's an extraordinary True as I'm sitting here. As uh, true as I've come down from Central Victoria this morning, and I'm sitting here. You're from Central Victoria. For those of you in South Australia at the moment listening uh, from over there, you're with us for the next half an hour, and then uh, SENSO Breakfast uh, kicks off over there, and they've got a nice little lineup for them too here. Adelaide Giants ABL player Eric Bellner as well. Um, Alex Carey's going to join them. Harry Schoenberg from the Crows as well. Brett Maher from the 36ers. So Alex if, Carey, they're trotting out the big names first up. Yeah, he had a half century last night, Alex Carey. Oh. So he did his bit. Yeah, for the strikers, but they were just swept aside. I tell you what, Melbourne, um, actually, before we get to the events of yesterday, we've just been presented with a sheet of paper, a four piece of paper. Well, you have. A, a wash with prizes, giveaways today. I don't know where this has come from, but I've got here one, two, three, four, five prizes to give well, away It's today. come from our popularity. How amazing is this? Everyone's so, wanting to get on board. <laughs> the and, Sammy and Scoob show, they're saying, let's get, let's be part of it. Well, if you're going to be part of it today, you're not going to go away empty-handed. Chances are so one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The open line, the temper forty wings text, of course, is oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Albeit, we prefer to hear your voice. Uh, an Oki Melbourne experience of four people valued at three hundred and sixty bucks, Scoob. So this is eighty five minutes of darts done with a difference. Four share plates, two signature cocktails each. 
Make sure you have them after you've flung a few darts at the board, I reckon. Um, <laughs> get pole, like you fly. might just get stabbed as you're walking past. A Signet Boost power bank valued at fifty nine ninety five has happened. Signet Boost power bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered twenty four seven. We've got a tennis only gift voucher, hundred bucks there. Tennis only shop online. Australia's number one tennis retailer. That's tennisonly.com.au. We've got that a club Mandalay voucher. We know this one. Aiden holds a golf for you and a mate with a cart as well. Aiden Hills a golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek, by the way, for just 99 bucks. That's clubmandalay.com.au. Scoobs, of course. And a double pass to the Summit Festival at the Valley on Jan 28. Fun you won't forget with racing, music and entertainment. The Summer Festival at the Valley, January 21 to 24. Tickets at thevalley.com.au. Blimey, Teddy. Yeah. What is going on? They might even shift the Cox Plate to that January 28. Oh, yeah? Yeah, might as well. Load it up. Yeah, you're going to. Shift it to late November. Let's put it in January. And a uh, question uh, for you here, maybe one that you can take on as a bit of homework. Can you give us yes. a, a Camilla Georgie yes, update from the Aussie I Open? I know you're funnily following. Enough, funnily enough, I have it open on the page. Uh, that, that's not Sun. funnily enough. They completely uh, find that completely yep. unsurprising. No, she's defended uh, defended herself against the allegations that uh, she wasn't vaccinated last year. She said no. She was all rigid. Is yes. It's the doc- doctor's got an issue, but she went elsewhere and got her. Proper vaccination. So, and she won a first round, won it well too. So, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Really? As far as I'm concerned. Okay. You're Camilla, done. Clean. She said enough. No problems. Everything, no I problem. reckon, just about everything we needed, you needed to know about Melbourne took place in a two or three hour window yesterday. Uh, and the tennis was the example. Heat delay at five, hail delay at eight o'clock. What mm. on earth is going on with our climate? <laughs> and by the way, watching the Alex Demonor game against Chu, why don't they look at the radar? They could see, you could see the rain was coming. We were mm. looking at it on our app. And it was obvious. And yet they got caught out by the rain. The rain was coming down before they could shut the roof. Mm. So then they had to delay. Very slow kids roof, No, no, it's not. Not at John Kane. Close real quick. Yeah. Shut. Oh, the Senate court one, like, seriously. Oh, no, Rod Laver's was prequel. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's a two-day now, affair. Now, I watched I, – I, I spent my afternoon yesterday – after we, we've been having a look at the A-list list each day going to the tennis. I haven't seen today. Yesterday, I watched all of it because, as you know, you know, when they're focusing in on a match, they'll then, they'll then you know, slide up to who's sitting in the important seats. Yes. So I was watching Andy Murray and Berrettini yesterday. Not once. No cutaways? No cutaways. You couldn't cut away from that match. That match was unbelievable. Gaz was there. You couldn't the cut away. The bearded one was there. Yeah, well, uh, and they didn't cut away once. I would have liked Not to see once. Gaz, but I couldn't take my eyes. We were glued to this. If we were glued day one as a family to um, Johnny Millman, we were glued to Andy Murray yesterday. That was incredible. Did it go for five? I reckon it went five. for five hours. He oh, saved a match five point. Five sets, yeah. He saved a match mm. point. And well, it was two sets to love up, Andy. He was. But then Berrettini came. He's you would fighter. think after all that time, that at some stage they'd cut to see who was in the important seats. Not once did they go to Gaz, How which I think I think he should write a letter to Channel Nine and say, "Hey, I'm there as a dead set A lister, and not at any stage have you given me publicity or the tournament publicity for my presence." How was just hang on? As an aside, the tennis. How was Berrettini's match point? Like he had Andy Murray on the rack. All he had to do was just chip it into the open court, and he was lucky to get it halfway up the net. I mean, it's an amazing mental game, tennis. He never got going, Berrettini, in, in reality. He's, he's a better player than that, but Andy Murray didn't let him get going. How's Andy Murray, right? So the man with the medal in the hips, right? He couldn't – did you see him standing at the end? He couldn't stand. He was 
He looked hor- He looked like he was about to buckle. He the way he's his posture at the way at the end. The on court interviewer. He was just going to. Like, did you like, watch it? You like see the Santa how, Claus in the front yard, but he loses his hair. You have to see if you get a chance to look at this. He couldn't stand properly. The poor guy was so mentally and physically drained. He'd gone the distance. He was in pain. So this is a man he, who's won sixty three million dollars in prize money. Right? He's won every. He's won. He's reached the final year. He's won two Grand Slams. Mm. The man has done everything you need to achieve in tennis, and yet he's still going. Why? Because he just loves it. He loves, he loves, it. It. loves it. Even when he's in pain. He, he's the slowest mover around the court I've ever seen, as, as, between points. Didn't they love him, though? And the crowd, no. The crowd, no. The, it's obvious. 30, mid-30s. Yeah. He's well past his prime. Still playing yep. for the love of the game. And didn't they get behind him? Didn't they get behind him against Berrettini? Mm. I love it. Um and what happened? I've got a question, early question that notice for you when it comes right. to the tennis. Has the Aussie Open heat policy softened? I mean, it was hot yesterday, but was it that hot to stop playing? Well, I've seen them playing hotter, I reckon. I, I was. I, I, as In the second down, week, I've seen them playing hotter. Yeah. I, it rings a bell that it had always been hotter when they'd, they'd been playing before stopping playing. I know Jordan Thompson uh, was playing the American JJ Wolf. He wasn't happy when his game mm. was, was suspended either. When does that ever happen? I've been here when it's like 45 degrees. That was Jordan Thompson speaking to the chair umpire. Mm. He was shocked. Now, he was had all the momentum in that second set. They ended up resuming and he won that second set before he ultimately went, in four, didn't he? went down in four. But, uh, gee whiz, that, that seems like it softened. Yeah. Health concerns and all that. Well, well yeah. But they had, I, I saw on the Nine News last night that um, they, they had the gentleman there from the Bureau yeah. The bomb. Yeah. yeah. He was there. Yeah. I thought, geez, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that fill you full of confidence? You've seen everything. I used to try Seen your cr- forecaster <laughs> from the bureau there. Used wouldn't to try and crack bigger? eggs on the outside courts back yeah. in the day and, and see if they could sizzle. Well, yesterday we were we were naught to two mils we were meant to have in central Victoria. We had a summer storm come through last night and they watched the whole joint away. Yeah, really? Oh, for 10 minutes. It was brilliant. Hard, hard rain. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Ingham. Oh, Hardly got a drop at our place. Brilliant was. Oh, Love them. Drop. Summer storm. I'll send you some photos. Yeah, right. Got some photos so how many mil do you reckon you got in your game? Ten or twelve. Twelve mil in you what? Haven't checked yet. Twelve minutes. Yeah, something like that. Just bucket it down in no time. Hey, what was Taylor Fritz drawing on the camera as well? You know they do those little autographs yeah. uh, at the end there, which has been a. He's not an artist, is he? He's well, a, he might be an artist. Well, he might have been drawing exactly what. No, uh, he had to this explain himself. He was trying to. He drew. Look, there's no mucking around here. He drew what could only be um, viewed or assumed to be a penis on the camera. That's that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Now, in the end, he was forced to go onto Twitter and say, "No, for those of you interested, I was trying to draw a lock. It just uh, forgot that I'm no good at drawing." Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think he'll stay away from that in future. Do you reckon Might just, just do the signature? Just do the autograph. Yep. Do you reckon the autograph will do? And does any sport do late night finishes like the tennis? Like, how about this Alexei Popperin? Did you see Alex Popperin's game last night? No, I didn't. So it finished at, well, you wouldn't have, because you would have been tucked up in bed up there. 2.02 a.m. it went. 2.02. 2.02 against Taiwan's Shun Sin Seng. 4.67667.7661. It was supposed to be on court three. It was moved to John Kane after um, Alex Demonor, um whipped through his first round match. Um Twelve separate break points wasted in the first four sets, and in the end, he finishes at two o two a.m. Does any sport do late night finishes no, like the tennis? No, they Seems don't. like they don't. 
Wasn't there a, a a match or two last year that like didn't start till eleven? Yeah, there was a late start. I reckon a ten thirty start. I think Novak didn't start until ten forty. Ten thirty. A couple of late ones last year. By the way, Novak, no issue. No, they were moved beautifully. Love, mm. love for Novak. Love. Oh, well, and the was hammy was. It was always going to be love. There was love. A couple of small boos apparently, but geez, I think most people, the vast ninety nine point nine percent, well and being the flags. Russians, they're out. Yeah, the no Russian, Russian flags. flags yeah, or Belarusian flags. Yep. Can't take them in either. Uh, yep. Yep. We know the players are playing um, without their flags as yep. well. Neutral. Um, so I saw earlier uh, last year, Zverev defeated Jensen Brooksby in Mexico at 4.55 a.m. I think, I want to say NHL games have run late in the past as well. And there was a famous baseball game that finished at 4.40 a.m. in the early 90s. I think Phillies and Padres. So I want some nominations for late sporting finishes. And have you ever been to the tennis? It's sort of well into the witching hours as well. Um, one three hundred seven three six. At the end of Tom Brady. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. Yeah. It felt like it, didn't it? it? Did. As he's walking off the ground, it felt like yep. Last time he's leaving the ground, forty five years. Forty five. Yeah, they were absolutely smashed. Well, in the just, end, weren't they? He, he has had a separation in the last short period of his life, so he probably you know, a bit keen to get the mind off that. He might play another year somewhere. What's that old saying? Father time is undefeated in in sport, but he's he's taken it. Oh. He's taken it twenty rounds with father time, hasn't he? Well, so he retired last year and reversed it forty days later. But this one just felt so. It was thirty one fourteen. They went down to the Dallas Cowboys in the end at Raymond James Stadium, and he didn't have a good game, and he didn't really have a great season either. Had some moments, should, but, have, been, um, should have been more. What about the kicker for Dallas? How many did he miss? Four. No, for the Bucks. It was the Bucks, wasn't it? It was Dallas. Oh, Dallas. And he yeah. missed He missed four. Yeah. I think it was four he missed. Ma. Yeah. Bang. Kept slicing them and hooking them. And <laughs> he was doing everything. I think they'll be looking for a new kicker. So yeah. 45 uh, he is now, Tom Brady. And um, his press conference felt final as well. Now, you don't want to read too much into this sort of thing. You let the heat go out of it, of course, and uh, who knows what he's going to do. But this was uh, a portion, uh, and typical Tom Brady, handled with real class of, of his press conference yesterday. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And no, I'm not, you know, I, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah. It's just be one day at a time, truly. Yeah, it just feels like the end of the season. So, uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for. Everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect. And and I uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's a classy press conference, isn't it? From Tom it was Brady. neutral. Yeah, it was very neutral. Probably ended his three-year stint with Tampa Bay, and a lot of people saying uh, almost certainly um, ending his career in the NFL. A 23rd season at the top level, one of the biggest names and figures in in all of world sport, Mm -hmm. uh, Scoop. So we'll see what happens with Tom Brady as the weeks and months go on. It's getting right down the nitty-gritty with the uh, the NFL playoffs as well. Uh, Massive show ahead of us here. Alistair Dobson, head of the BBL, the changing face of the BBL. Scoop, we were talking about this the other day. It just feels as though it's 
it's got a bit back this season after a, a downward trend over recent years. Just feels like it's taken an upward turn. Todd Vaughan going to join us. Brett Phillips as well. We've got a stack of prizes here to give away. Last fan standing, by the way, thanks to Mac, as we could send you over to India for the second test between Australia and India. Off the text, missed five in a row, those kicks. There mm. you go, Ma. There you go. Five in a row. That was quite if you miss one, I wanted I reckon, to sub him at half time, but you can't sub your kicker. I reckon if you miss one, you're in trouble. Career, um, extra point. You're mm. going to go and miss five. I wonder what they do now going forward. Well, tell him to get a heck of a lot better. I reckon you give Murray the DCM. have another kicker. You have another kicker on the squad. Don't come sure. Monday. Don't come Monday. Maybe get involved on the Temper Forty Wings text. They are the consumer's choice winner. Temper mattresses, He's pillows, got to kick it off the ground like the bloke holds it there. An adjustable base is good for to the exact slice. shape of your. Body, so much to get through today, Scoop. You paid millions just to kick it out of a bloke's hand. He holds it upright for you. This is true. You just take a little breather. We'll be back in a moment. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Welcome back. It is summer breakfast. Simon, just take us through those before we get to Harry and Bendigo. What were those ratings again on opening night then? So the BBLV, the Australian Open. Yeah, night, night one of uh, the Australian Open uh, on just cold, hard eyeballs on the telly without taking in other channels and streaming. Oh, streaming. Well, you can't just dismiss streaming like about. that these days. Well, 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 okay, well, we won't talk about it. And what about Go and Jam? Because if we don't do streaming, we get the figures mean nothing. What so about Go and Jam and all the secondary yeah, channels those, online? Yeah. No, I'm just quantifying yeah, all, it. Yeah, and then there's the podcast and the the triple reverse buyback equity kickers, all that sort of stuff. Uh, what They're are your there. what's the raw data? Was the it a, raw data is six twelve versus four ninety three. BBL oh. six twelve. Tennis four ninety three. Okay, and that was That's just a on the big margin. That is, yeah. I wonder if. On the, the old, we call it on the old. It's well we? and truly on the old now, isn't it? I yeah, mean, that has to be that has to be taken into account. Harry's in Bendigo, though. He wants to talk some uh, NFL with us after uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks were uh, dispatched uh, yesterday from uh, the NFL uh, playoff race. Harry, welcome to you. Thanks for hanging on the line, mate. Thank you very much. I'm I'm a little bit intrigued. I don't follow it closely, but I um, there's about forty odd players in an NFL team, and. The only players we ever hear about, there's a kid from Bendigo who's, who's being a punter, so I hear a little bit about a punter. And then the only other player on the team is a quarterback. What all these other people do is they never get they never get mentioned. It's only the quarterback who's the the be all and end all. He's got to have. You can't win a game on your own. No, if you follow the sport, and I'm a bit like you, Harry. I, I don't follow as closely as I used to, but uh, no, you definitely can't win it on your own. And maybe for the casual observer like yourself especially with a figure as big as Tom Brady who dominates uh, the narrative. It's perhaps all you're going to hear about. But, no, there is many more important positions in the NFL, the running back, the wide receivers, um, the cornerbacks, the defensive ends, the the kickers, as we've just spoken about <laughs> as well. It was actually four pats that he missed, uh, Ma. He missed four points after touchdowns yesterday, yeah. not the five. Um, so, Harry, no, there are all many pieces of the pie, but the quarterback is the dominant figure on the team, the leader, um, the leader, the man who ties it all together offensively. Um, you know, obviously a very, very important position. And when you're a man of the name of Tom Brady and you've had all that success oh. in the postseason as much as anything oh. and as much as anyone, then I suppose you're always gonna you're always gonna dominate the, the conversation, has a As you should, I get that. I just it's I just find it a bit funny that, you know, like there are kids 
in, or, you know, even me, you have your favourite AFL player who could be a winger or could be a, you know, half-back flanker or something who still might be your favourite. But it's, uh, does anyone have a wide receiver who's their favourite? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they would if they followed the sport closely. No doubt about that, Harry. Hey, Harry, just while we got you the here. Quarterbacks what, what? have wide receiver favourites. Yeah, absolutely. Who was do. the guy that um, Brady had at New England, the New England Patriots? No, he had a tight end that he that he always threw to. Which was? Oh, a funny sort of name. No, he played for he a long, long time. Gronkowski. Gronkowski, well done. Yeah, yeah, well tight done. End. Harry, what do you like more? Do you like darts or do you like tennis or do you like golf? I like golf. All right, mate. Well, we'll fling you the voucher for Club Mandalay. Magnificent. Uh, 18 holes for you and a mate with a cart as well. Clubmandalay.com.au. Hang on the line and Brooksy will sort you out uh, with that. Did you see that photo yesterday of Josh Dunkley up at the Brisbane Lions? Yeah. How fit and ripped did Josh Dunkley look in this photo? Honestly. Honestly. Did you get my reply to that yeah, photo yeah, that, that you was, sent out? Which that, I, I thought you were a little too enamoured with. but That was okay. not funny because that <laughs> joke gets used a million times over. I heard you get that photo of me. But Josh Dunkley, how unbelievably fit and how hard, how much work has that man done over the summer? He looked unbelievable. Now, he was sort of heaving. Yeah, as much fun as fruit picking, you are. He was heaving Seriously. a medicine ball. But how, you got to admire the physique oh, yeah. on the man. He's fit. Oh, my Rip. goodness me. Mm. These photos this time of the year when you yeah. you just got to say, Bit of wow. tan there as well, you know. Oh, outrageously good yeah. tan. Just, they look so healthy. By virtue of the fact of where he's located himself now for his footy they career. They go Norton 5, suddenly they look really unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look drawn. That's right. <laughs> the tan oh, leaves geez. them. Uh, is that bloke serious? The QB is the most important position of any inner team. With a bad QB, you don't win. I think that's what Harry was getting at up there in Bendigo. Is it... Um, is it all or nothing as far as one, one man on the roster goes? But that's mm. the nature of the sport. The SEM Breakfast uh, Show is for the Koga Money credit card, packed full of value. Back after the headlines. Oh, smart asses out there, I tell you, Scoob. Uh, breaking news, AFL players at pre-season training are looking fit. Definitely going to use that line uh, today, Sammy. You're as funny as fruit picking. Uh, has really made me giggle. It didn't make me giggle at all. And uh, from Dave, professional athlete is fit, cutting-edge stuff, Sammy. Now, you have to see, can't we just not appreciate the physiques on these men, these professional Can we not do that? Because they're not you were a bit all too like too excited on it last night. I must admit. How many? What percentage of the AFL population would have a rig like that? Not many. Not many at all. Let's just admire it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Young Smith. The dedication to the craft. Oh, well, Bailey Smith's. Yeah. yeah cut out a gra- cut out of granite. That uh, man. He was on a big thing on the freeway. He yeah. Drove off the road with his undies on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow start to pre-season for him, though. I think uh, track watchers say still maybe doing the bulk, if not all of his work, away from the main group. So he's one to watch at the kennel as the summer uh, rolls on. Uh, sports update is for Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. And uh, as we touched on earlier, Scoop, scheduling chaos at the Aussie Open yesterday. Almost half the day's played lost due to weather. The heat first and then the rain and the hail and oh. the wind and the storms. She was brutal. Yeah, and... Tanasi Kokonakis, he's got off to a good start. He's two sets up and 4-2 in the third uh, against uh, his Italian opponent. Uh, he was reported to be looking disinterested during their match. Fabio, Fabio Fognini. Fognini. They reckon tanking some people were going with. Just so so disinterested, he just... Meh. 
Good wager. Just a uh, wet lettuce stuff with the racket. Hey. No, I'm not saying that. It's too that. hot for it. No, I'm not saying It's just too hot for <laughs> Fabio. Max Purcell, uh, he's down two sets to one, but in a tiebreak for the fourth set. And that match that finished just after 2 a.m., what about it? Alexi Popper. Mm. Five sets last night he got it done. Alex Demonor played for about five minutes. He got through comfortably in three. Uh Chris O'Connell, he went down to Jensen Brooksby in four sets. Jordan Thompson, we've spoken a little bit about him already this morning. He also lost in four after his match was interrupted due to heat. And Jordan said, no, this isn't heat. We're in Australia. Get used to it. But uh, he lost his momentum and uh, unfortunately went down. Kimberly Birrell, Australian wildcard. She's going beaut. Yeah, well, she only got in because Venus Venus. Yeah, pulled out through injury, which is somewhat ironic because Kim Birrell, I I think, has had – uh, a really unfortunate run in recent years with injury herself. So for an injury to open the door for her, and she hasn't wasted it. Big yep. upset too. Oh, Kaya Kanepi, no, 31, uh, number 31, uh, 31st seed is Kaya Kanepi, reigning quarterfinalist as well, and Kim Beryl won it. Yeah. Jamie Forless went down in straight sets, uh, unfortunately. The presence of the Russian flag, we already touched on this also in the stands at the Australian Open, yep. was prompted and organised to ban them from Melbourne Park. No more Russian flags, no more Belarus flags. Get out. That's it. No more. Come and watch the tennis, but shush. And what about this Steve Smith innings last night? Oh, hard to believe. You said he couldn't play. I you, did not you say said that. his 2020 career was over. Uh, you, you said it pre-Christmas. Can, said, I just, nah. can I just ask you, why are you continuing with this total fabrication? I don't think it is a total fabrication. It's I remember you saying Total fabrication. Was it Julian that said it? It's JDS not me. Said. Well, it, it, well I it was think one so. of the two. Because and you're both tarred with the same brush. Anyway, I'll, so I'll I'm, accept an apology when you no, establish the fact that it no, wasn't I. No Having apology. said that, no apology. he's one of the only, I reckon, him and Renshaw marquee players, and you, the, the fresh wave coming in, who have actually done anything. And the keeper. He got 50 last Oh, Kerry last night. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. He but he was the, Steve Smith, the player of the match last night. First century in the men's Sixers team in its history. So 12 years, first century they've ever struck. Hasn't bothered them much, but uh, he was given a life early when we mentioned he got bowled. The ball rolled back onto the stumps. The Everything lit up, but the bails didn't come off. Right. And from there he thought, this is a sign. I'm going to get going here. So 101 runs, 59 balls. In the end, he was run out. Um, which was unfortunate because, as he said afterwards, after he made that 100, he was going to try and literally hit every ball into the stands at Coffs Harbour mm. that he could. So he might have been denied some more fireworks there. Nevertheless, uh, they got it done easily in the end uh, against the strikers. They won by uh, plenty, 50-odd runs in the end. Hard to believe we're only six weeks out from the NRL season starting. Yep. Uh, but they haven't uh, got their CBA uh, over the line yet. The Players Association has labelled the current CBA offer as disrespectful and have threatened to strike if it's not improved. Indeed. So there'll be something happening in the next six weeks, and I'll nearly guarantee you that the NRL will start on time. <laughs> the women's the women's uh, cricket uh, series against uh, Pakistan, the second ODI, begins today back at Allen Borderfield at 11 o'clock. Uh, the Aussies won the first ODI on Monday easily, eight wickets with 67 balls remaining. Uh, rain shortened under the Duckworth-Lewis system. What's happening in racing as well, Yeah, please? a bit happening in racing. Tommy Berry, he's copped a, uh, a ban uh, from racing New South Wales of more than 12 months over the betting scandal. Barry 31 fronted the New South Wales stewards hearing on Tuesday where he was disqualified for 11 months and two weeks for accepting a consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a prominent Gold Coast punter, I think he's a butcher, he had a few bets and said, here, yeah, Tommy, yeah, thanks, for your, thanks for your help. Uh, Tommy also, I think, had a couple of issues he did have the phone in the jockey's room at some stage, uh, which you're not meant to do either. Naughty, naughty. So Tommy, Tommy's going to appeal. He's going to appeal. Nothing to see here. I've done nothing wrong. 
good at the other phone just worries me a little bit when jockeys have a phone in the jockey's room when they're not meant to, and everyone knows that. But, uh, Tommy, it is. Brett Maher is having a shocking day uh, over there in the US, I'd imagine. Spare a thought for him is the Dallas Cowboys uh, kicker and his uh, performance, missing the four pats in that uh, playoff uh, victory over the uh, the Buccaneers. Now you're watching that on the monitor. Yeah. Are they holding the ball <laughs> no, wrong? No. He's just had an absolute Barry Crocker, as we would say, in this part of the world. So and, what do uh, they do? The NFL world has been turned upside down by this. Um so Brett Maher became the first player the New York Post is reporting in NFL history to miss four extra points in a playoff game. So Josh says he missed four conversions off the, the 40 wings temper here. Then they were 20 yards out and a fourth down. You take the field goal 99 times out of 100, but the coach says, nah, we ain't punting. We're going for the touchdown. Old mate Maher's face dropped to the ground like he knew he'd just lost his job. Brutal. Yeah. So you normally, he's, he's what he meant to say there, instead of punting, we'd, you'd normally be kicking the field mm. goal in that moment um, when you're 20 yards out and it's a fourth down. But instead, su- such was the lack of faith in, in the kicker that they said, no, we're going for it on fourth down. We're going for the TD. Mm. We're, we're playing. Incredible. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Uh, okay. For I had a mate of mine whose name's Ma. His first name will remain nameless. <laughs> and, and he twirled the ball one day when he marked it in a game of footy. Oh, yeah. And siren went. We're talking school footy. We're talking, no, we're talking top level footy. Talk, no, not top level footy, but right. we're talking good, very good standard of football. So he took a mark in a country league. Took a mark just at the end of the goal square on the finger. Gave the twirl to the full back as if, <laughs> and kicked it into the man on the mark. Oh. Lost by a point. <laughs> oh no way! How far out was he? Truesdale City uh, in the ten yard square. In the goal square. Yeah. After he doing missed. the twirl, and there, you know, there are point down. No score. They wouldn't have got into him then. No score. Oh, no. Uh, they wouldn't have got he into retired. him at all. Uh, sports update. Was tired immediately. Toro. <laughs> Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. And just off the text here, Josh Simpkin is just as ripped as Josh Dunkley. He had a huge preseason. And we'll get to the Kangaroos in a little bit of time as well. Not just with Todd Viney, but they've got a decision to make on their captain as well with Jack Zeeble yeah. uh, announcing yeah. his decision to step down. I want to have a conversation with you about who's best suited because they've got a couple of options down there. Do they go... For who might be the right captain now, or do they go for who might be the right captain in a couple of years' time? Talking about having a conversation, I want to have a conversation with you about Tom Brady. Photo in the Herald Sun, not on his arm guard. He's got all the plays written down. Yeah, that's normal. That's their he's, plays. He's 45, mate. He probably can't remember now. Well, you he has to write them down. That's that's normal procedure. Tom has to write them down. That is normal procedure. Oh, not, not, not my Kansas City Chiefs man. He doesn't write them down. You don't reckon? No. I reckon he does. No, he doesn't. He does. doesn't need to. He can remember him. He's young. He's got a little post Tom, Tom went. <laughs> For Toro above or below ground, you can count on Toro. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Just after 2am, that match finished last night. Alexei Popper and uh, getting it done, though, uh, at the Australian Open. Late finishes in sport. This one came through earlier from Tony in Melbourne, Scoob. I went to an early Melbourne Aces game, baseball for the uninitiated, that went for 18 innings at the showgrounds. At midnight, they had to turn off the PA system for the neighbours, so they finished the game in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, 
Uh, Steve Smith's knock was a great watch, but has there ever been a bigger head shaker when run out? And that's from uh, Inverloch, Rob, who texted in a little bit earlier. So speaking about Tom Brady uh, and the fact that he's 45 years of age playing in the NFL, if you don't mind. he's got the thing on his arm. No, that is not why he's got, that's not why he's got the thing. Tell Scoob. He says, coach, what, what, what are we doing, coach? Which one? And he goes down the list. He can't remember. Tell Scoob that every NFL quarterback has a flap on their wrist with a list of all different plays, which relays with the coach through helmet mics. This is a standard procedure. Do you think they'll look at it and see what's written on it? Maybe they'll suspend him like we suspended the AFLW last for... <laughs> what was that again? Get them bitches or something. <laughs> kill bitches. Kill bitches. <laughs> yeah. I don't reckon Tom Brady had kill bitches on his forearm. No, I reckon he's probably oh, more processed. I think he's probably more process-driven than that. Regardless, though, uh, he's a decorated celebrator. All the work, all the superlatives you can mention um, in the game. A, a lot like LeBron James. And we were reminded yesterday, for all his age and experience, at the age of 38, now, uh, the all-time great. You just don't poke the bear. So he had an amusing exchange <laughs> in this game yesterday uh, against the Sacramento, uh, sorry, against uh, who were they playing? I can't remember who they were playing, but he was up against... This was the son, wasn't it? Jabari Smith Jr., who plays for the Houston Rockets, I yeah. beg your pardon. So the Lakers ended up winning 140-132, but this was the exchange between the 38-year-old LeBron James and the Rockets rookie Jabari Smith Jr. Hey, you played against my dad. First, your first NBA game ever. Really? Sacramento. You feel old, don't you? You feel old, don't you? LeBron decided to erupt for a season high 48 points, five threes, eight rebounds, nine assists, 16 of 26 shooting from the field, 11 of 12 from the charity stripe, and he led the Lakers past Jabari Smith Jr.'s Rockets, 140-132 at home. So he did. He played against uh, Jabari Smith Jr.'s dad, Smith Sr., who played for the Sacramento Kings in 2003. Mm. You just don't poke the old bear, do you? Because you get smacked. I thought that was very good. It was a young bloke to say yeah, that. It was nice. It I was think, nice. I, he, I he wasn't was sledging. It was, of course, it was. He was having a bit of a laugh, as am I. Um, he wasn't sledging him. Mm. And if you watch the vision as well, he was. He was. There, there was a lot of respect shown from the kid towards LeBron James. I'm being accused of being out of touch with the NFL. What would you think? I think they're absolutely spot on off the text. <laughs> so do I. I'd, I'd say they're absolutely, <laughs> absolutely spot on. I think it's one of my favourite sports. Uh, I, I like watching it, but I wouldn't have a clue what the rules are. No. That, well, just follow it. It's not too hard to pick up. I love it. Yeah. Great sport. Love the Super Bowl. Great game. I'd love. It's on the bucket list, the Super Bowl. Have you ever been? No. Mm. Certainly got to be done, I reckon. No. Hey, uh, uh, hi, guys. Uh, just wondering, one for Scoob. Will the Hammers sack Moyes today? Matt from Ooh, Frankston. Yeah. It's not looking good. Not looking good for your Hammers. No. Uh, I appreciate the rig of Josh Dunkley, Sammy. He is shredded. A lot of work has gone into that. And Mark from Vermont texting is across the NFL when it comes to old mate Brett Maher. He had kicked 50 from 53 in the regular season and then had a complete and utter mare yesterday, mm. a complete meltdown. So what do you, you do? Know. If you're on the coaching panel, what well, do you do Well, they'd have a backup, there? wouldn't they? They'd have a backup kicker in a squad of but 50 do, or But play. when he's kicked 50 from 52, what do you get behind 50 him? from 53? What do you get behind him? Hang you in say, what do you do? But it's just one of those nights... We back you, we won. It's all okay. Or that would appear. People who know the NFL and maybe the Cowboys will, will educate us on this. But I'm not, not sure if they go that route. They tend to just whoosh, off yeah. with his head. Yeah, get the next fella in. Yeah. What do you think? Let us know. Let mm. us know what you think. Veto. Is, is, is Mar going to stay or is he going to go? Do they keep him and just say, "Hey, and massage him yeah. and say, no, mate, all good." Is Carrot ripping you? Just had a bad day. 
let's uh, let's move on, or we're not taking that risk. It might cost us a Super Bowl. Carrot or the stick. That's right. Uh, Couchy and Watsonia. Did you ever watch Ace Ventura back in the day with Jim Carrey? Ask Ray Finkel. It's not that easy. If the guy holds the ball wrong, you miss. <laughs> Aaron, the VBL need to figure out how to keep players here. Why isn't Chris Lynn playing the whole season? Well, I know that Alex Hales uh, a few months ago spoke out about the length of the season. If they were able to shorten the season, you would get a lot more decorated international players coming. And he said he had... Plenty of uh, England teammates who want to come out and play here. The season's just too long. So perhaps by shortening it, which they may very well do next tournament, uh, ahead of the, the broadcast uh, rights changeover, that, that might be the case. We'll, we'll chat uh, to Alistair Dobson about that a little bit later on. I've got a stack of prizes I mentioned. I flung away the uh, the uh, Club Mandalay voucher. We've got the Signa Boost Power Bank, the Oki Melbourne Experience as well. We've got the tennis-only gift voucher. Double pass to the Summer Festival at the Valley on January 28 as well. So give us a buzz, one 736 736 And Scoob, dare I say, last fan standing back again today. Yep. Together with Maccas, we're giving you and the uh, mate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test, India-Australia, in February. All thanks to Maccas. All you have to do, as you know, is be crowned last fan standing. 11 cricket questions. Haven't seen them yet. Brooksy's been on fire, though, with the quiz and uh, he needs to be because this is a big prize uh, all laid on for you over there in India next month, all thanks to Mac as we'll play that. I hope he doesn't fall short, Brooksy. In our final hour. Uh, had a bit of a blue there yesterday. No, he didn't. Yeah, yesterday. What happened blue. yesterday? Well, Pigeon? Yeah. No, a day before. Day but before. he resurrected it. He just hadn't written the answer down mm. on the sheet. No, he got the ground wrong with Steve War yesterday. Oh, well, that wasn't. Uh, 177 was the answer we needed, yeah, not well, headingly. But he's still got the ground yeah, that's wrong. That's okay. Well, you setting a high hey, bar. Hey, I'm the one. That, I'm out the front of here. I'm point of sale. Yeah, I'm the one you. that gets shot. Look at you, the man who never makes a mistake. I get shot. I'm very happy to throw Brooksy under the bus. I like no, this. Got no problem. Actually, I'll put you under if I need to. Oh, you do that often. doesn't matter. Who I put under the bus, don't care. Just before we get to a break, I like this text from Vito coming back to LeBron James and, and Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, LeBron James is his daddy now. Yes, <laughs> that is very true. We'll be back after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Just out of thought, Scoop. This Brett Maher over the, uh, in Dallas, who's just a poor fellow. The more I read about it, the more disappointed I, I feel for him, given you, you strike 50 from 53 in the regular season. And we're being told here by people who would know, Alex, no backup kicker on roster. They will sack him and bring someone in this week 100%. That's, that's from Alex. He's gone, says Josh. Who is – oh, good morning, lads, says Steve. Our Cowboys need to keep Maher. He's one of the best kickers in the league. His record is very good. He just had a bad day yesterday. Bring on the 49ers. That's from Steve and Clyde. Who's the Brett Maher of the AFL? Who's the man who just can't hit the side of a barn door uh, at the moment? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Maxie King does come to mind, doesn't he? He has had some Brett Maher oh, games. Some shockers. He did have a game at Marvel, I, I want to say, last year mm. where he just could not. I think he kicked four in a row. I reckon he missed of Zero goals, five, maybe? Yeah. Oh. Now, Tommy Hawkins kicked 43 behinds last year, the most in the comp, but he obviously found the middle of the sticks on uh, more than uh, a few occasions as well. Charlie Curnow, I reckon, had a few few wayward moments in front of the sticks as well. But um, I tell you, that Brett Maher, give us some nominations. What's his name? Joe Danaher can have bad days he too. He can. Good call. Good call. Can he have can have really bad days. He can, he can have some bad days. And it's it's he, all the more galling for Dallas and for Brett Maher is that he's he's been – Almost flawless during the regular season. He's just got the yips. 
And they're just pats too. So for the uninitiated, they're dead in front. They're, they're conversions. There's nothing to them. Imagine what they do to him now if he does play. So the 49ers in the, oh, their next game. Imagine the verbal. Oh, imagine the verbal going on. Imagine You're standing the there in your lines and Murray, here we come, Murray. Remember the pressure? Jack oh. Higgins. Remember the headlines that the Saints are unhappy with? Missy Higgins. They weren't happy about that. Uh, he had a couple. He had a couple of games where he had some Brett Mars. He did too, didn't he? Uh, Richard uh, is on the road in a moment. We'll get to him shortly. I just saw his name pop up uh, on the screen, but um, we might shorten that. I want to talk to you about North Melbourne captaincy options as well. Uh, Richard, just hold for a second. Now we're up against the news, mate. Apologies. We'll get to you. I know you want to have a chat about Nat Fife, which we will do straight out of seven if you're willing to wait. Back shortly. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Yes, it is. Great to have your company as well. Some much-needed rain uh, in Melbourne and across uh, parts of the state uh, overnight. It is a Wednesday morning here. Great to have your company. The McCafe menu has Alistair Dobson, the boss of the BBL shortly. Todd Viney as well, General Manager of Football at North Melbourne. Brett Phillips will take us through the tennis questions without notice. And last fan standing for the tickets to India, all thanks to Maccas. But Richard's been waiting on the road. He joins us. G'day, Rich. Welcome. Morning, gents. How are you? Oh, well, very well, thank you. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just going to nominate uh, Nat Fife out of Frio for somebody <laughs> who can't hit a barn door. He's uh, had that reputation for many years, just uh, too many points uh, as compared to goals. Yeah, I went back and had a look at this while we are uh, in uh, the news, Richard, and six goals, 21 in 2021 for Frio was the season that you're probably uh, referring to most of those shockers. He did have a game against Hawthorne that year. Um, Scooberry kicked zero goals, six and that's a good Brett Maher Ouch. nomination. Zero goals, six. What year did they play in that grand final? I remember him at centre-half 40. I think it was the first goal of the game. It yeah. just would have they weren't got on them their, going he, with a bang. He wasn't he, on their own. He, he wasn't missed. on his own. Yeah, they had a lot of misses that day. Yeah, they lost a big Hawthorne. miss that day. Yeah, 2013. Mm. Swirling wind in the G. Yeah. It was just, just one of those misses that I reckon would have set them up on their way to winning their first grand final. So Brooksy tells me here they were one goal six at half time and they lost by 15 points. Mm. Yeah, they had their moments in that yeah, game where they, they really did control the momentum. Christian Petracker off the text went 19 goals from 65 shots. He kicks half of those and he's the best player in the competition. Well, that was almost the case of Paddy Cripps. Had some shockers in front of the sticks for Carlton, mm. the Brownlow Millis, but kicks 20 goals nine last year. Wins the Brownlow, straightens it all up. Lewis Jetta from Sydney couldn't find the goal to save himself. Kicked 19 behinds before kicking his first goal. Chris, I'd forgotten about that. Lewis Jetta, a nomination for Brett Maher in the AFL. Uh, let's talk North Melbourne because we've got Todd Viney coming up shortly, the GM of football uh, down at Arden Street, Scoob. And they uh, made an announcement last night. No real surprise because I think it had been coming. And that is that Jack Zebel has relinquished uh, the captaincy at North Melbourne, stepping down six years in the role he'd spent. And he told his Kangaroos teammates he'd be standing down as skipper yesterday. 31-year-old, he did take over from Andrew Swallow just prior to the 2017 seasons. And he ran out leading North Melbourne on 111 occasions. This is some of what he had to say uh, to his teammates uh, yesterday down at North Melbourne. Thanks, fellas. I'll uh, be brief, but um, given a bit of thought over the last little bit of time, um, but... Uh, chatting with Clarko and, and Toddy, um, Sonia and Ray as well, that I'll probably think it's the best time for me to step down from the role as captain. Um, it's been an unbelievable six years in the job. It's been 
an absolute honour to be able to lead our footy club um, over that journey. And uh, it's been some tough times, no doubt about that, but also some very, very fun times. Uh, made some great relationships and had, a, had an absolute blast. So uh, I'm very excited about the next phase, um, passing the baton on to whoever's ready for it next. Uh, we've got some great candidates, um, plenty of young guys leading the way. Um, and I'm going to be here to help um, whoever it is through that process as much as I can. Um, I'm fully committed still, obviously, to the program, trying to help us get better, trying to get us to, to win more games of footy and, and ultimately win a flag. And um, love to be part of the leadership group still and, and have my input um, in that process. But again, um, yeah, I think it's time to, to pass a baton. Uh, it's an exciting time for our footy club. Obviously, Clarko and Toddy coming on board and bringing their staff as well. It's, it's a great feel, it's very positive, and I can't wait to be part of it this year. It's going to be heaps of fun. So just want to thank everyone for your input um, into my little career as a, as a leader and as a captain. Uh, it's been a great six years, and I can't wait to see what the next 12 months has to install for us all. So. I think he's been a good captain, Jack Zebel, and sometimes mm. under immense duress as well. Difficult times for that club, back-to-back wooden spoons. We know the story in more recent times for North Melbourne, the difficulties they've encountered. But it does feel like a fresh start. Well, it is a fresh start down there on so many fronts. So probably no surprise. Now, what direction they go in from here is interesting because I don't think they're awash with candidates, Scoob, but they've got candidates at either end of the age profile. Yeah, I think one stands out. The one thing I'm trying to get a handle on is where does Clarko, what's Clarko's history say? Uh, Hawthorne, he had Mitchell. Like Mitchell at some stage, McAvoy at the Hodge. end, and Hodge during their, their glory days. They were mid 20s. I reckon when Hodge took over was mid 20s. Can't recall. Um, but okay, so the, the, let's get to the contenders here then. So the question is will he go for an older player? Now, there is an older player that, that jumps off the page. You know, I, I just. Had a look at the older player that I think you were going to mention, which is Todd Goldstein. It is. Todd is 34. He is. Now, I love him. I think he's fantastic. He's the heart and soul of the place. Loyal. Uh, Could have left, left five times. Correct. Stayed um, you know, nearly at 300 games. I think he's 295. But might only be captain for 12 months. Yeah. Or well, 24 months. Okay. So that probably, I think that, that tips the scale against him. I'm, why, I'm why a Davis Uniac. Why, why does it tip the well, scale I think, against him? If Clark is going to start with someone, he'd like to get to a period of time when they've hopefully got mm. the success about to happen, that that person's still there. I think that's important that, you know, that team grow together. Now, you already know what Todd's going to give you, and he, and still whether he's captain or not, still going to give you everything. Yep. Because that's just the character of the guy. I, I'm a bit of a Davis Uniac fan. Look, Davis Uniac. Yeah. Gee, so that's it. So 23 years of age, 24, I think, in the middle of this year. games. Yes, enough. he's just had his, if we can call it, breakout year, it feels like, or his period where he knows he, be- not only does he belong, but he knows he can contribute mm. at the at the upper echelon. Might end up being North Melbourne's best player. I, I go for Jai Simkin, who there's only, might only be 12 months difference between the two in age. So Jai Simkin, I think a natural leader, uh, twice reigning best and fairest winner. So he is a contributor on the field, week in, week out, really consistent, good citizen, no fuss, no drama. I think he would be my choice as captain at the age of 24. So someone who's going to be there for a lot longer, he can he can grow into the leadership role, he can grow with Clarko, they, they will be contending when he is still well and truly in his prime, ideally, if you're North Melbourne. So he's someone I would go with. There is another name, there's Luke McDonald, who I think was Joyce Vice Cap, joint vice captain as things stand at the moment. I don't think uh, Ben Cunnington would want to go anywhere near it, and you can understand Not why. Minute, no. And 
probably not anyway because he doesn't like the seems to shy away yep. from the limelight. Not a not a natural public speaker, and nor does he enjoy it. So I don't think it would be for him. But I reckon it's a toss up between uh, our two, or well, mm. maybe those three, isn't it? Yep. I think it's Goldie, Simkin, or Luke Davies yeah. Jr. I, I just I'd love to see Todd Goldstein captain. I, I, I wish he was thirty two and not thirty four. I think he'd be a good captain. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be a ripper captain. He speaks really well, also, yeah. and um, he is Loves North Melbourne. Yeah, through and through, isn't yeah. he? Um, yeah. So that, that's the way I like it, young Davis Unique. A couple yeah. of times I remember him breaking out of the centre yeah, there and doing some tough things in the middle last year. And I think, oh, you know, that, that'd be a, a good fellow to have around. But I, I suppose in a club that's trying to reinvent themselves and become more competitive. There's a lot of people have a say in this, you know, new coach, new administration, new president, you know, all those sorts of things. So, so it's a pretty crucial part in the puzzle to, to keep the, the positives going. Mm. So interesting choice, interesting yeah. discussions. And it's good to have Todd Viney coming up, you know, to, to sort of touch on it with him to say, well, okay, where, where's everyone's head sit? Um, mm. because it, it's pretty crucial to where they're going. There, there is not a pillar that hasn't toppled over and been replaced by a new pillar at, at North Melbourne in the last 24 months. It's been extraordinary, the amount of regeneration change at North Melbourne. This feels like it's just the final piece of it. So, so maybe the other thing that's a positive for one of those young guys, Simpkin or, or um, Davies Uniac, to get the job is that Zeeble's still around. Oh, yeah, still absolutely. good to have yeah, him yeah. around. Goldie's you know, like, still around? He's a good citizen too. Cunnington's still around? Yeah. You know, yeah. So I've got some guys there to say, oh, mate, got a sec, yeah, that, to have a chat and talk to uh, about what's going on and, and how they handle it. There's some other emerging guys as well that I'm sure will 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 you know um, take part in, in, I guess, the upper echelons of their leadership group. Um, Nick Larkey, uh, Benny Mackay as well. So they've got a group coming through there at North Melbourne. We'll, we'll catch up with, um, obviously, Todd Viney about it after this upcoming break. North Melbourne, though, um, just one of a number of clubs looking for new captains at the moment. Obviously, Collingwood are. Um, Essendon potentially will be as well. Geelong, uh, Hawthorne. Will Port Adelaide uh, make a change? Will West Coast make a change? Luke Shuey. Well, speaking to Nat Fife earlier, will there be a change at, at Fremantle? Um, so there could be several captaincy changes uh, still to come. Uh, in this off-season and pre-season. Uh, Todd Viney's not too far away. He's the North Melbourne GM of football. And uh, 8.20 is the time for last fan mm. standing today, all thanks to Maccas. You want to be last fan standing to get yourself on the big bird bound for Delhi. Just finalising the questions. Next month. Good day today. Yeah, good you day. like the look of it? Yeah, be tough. Okay. Tough. All right, a break. After that, uh, all thanks to the Koga Money credit card, which is packed full of value. Uh, Todd Viney down at Arden Street. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Well, North Melbourne is coming off back-to-back wooden spoons and six months of almost unprecedented change on and off the field at Arden Street. Alistair Clarkson's in the thick of his first pre-season in charge of the Ruse, surrounded, of course, by a new coaching staff and administrative staff. And one of his loyal lieutenants joins us on the line in Todd Viney. G'day, Todd. Really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Sam. No worries, mate. I hope things are well with you. Another day of change yesterday, just on the subject yesterday, which I'm sure you had a clear line of sight on from a long way out. But Jack Zebel uh, stepping down as uh, as captain. I think, just speaking earlier, Todd, he'd been a good captain under difficult circumstances in recent times, but now begins the search for, uh, for his replacement. 
Yeah, look, he's he's been a great a great servant of the club um, under difficult circumstances, as you said, uh, a little bit of a little bit of uh, success under Brad when Brad was here, uh, Brad Scott. But you know, I think he's had four coaches over his mm. six-year uh, tenure as captain, so that certainly has its challenges. We talk about leadership sometimes being um, you know easy when you're winning and things are going really well, but the true test of good leadership is uh, when things aren't going so well. So you know, we've, we've been really Buoyed by the um, by the players' attitude and um, added, uh, you know, thrill for the you know training and the contest, which is a credit to Zeebs and the leadership group for keeping everyone up after a tough uh, couple of years for sure. Just on the captaincy, I mean, we're, we're there'll obviously be a process you run in there, of course, um, in the fullness of time. We we're just debating around the candidates. I mean, are you looking potentially to go for a younger player or is someone like Todd Goldstein in the mix, even if he is in the very twilight of his career? Yeah, well, you know, we've, we are, we have got some, um, some candidates there, both uh, in that oldest category, but we'll probably, I think, be looking for someone that can, you know, go through this next change, this next change of, uh, uh, of the club. Um, someone to stand the test of time. We're pretty young. We've got a group of players, you know, 18 to 20, 23, 24, that we've got some real talent, and then we've got a little bit of a bit of a gap in that really important age group, you know, 24 to 28, 29, and then we've got some really solid servants, uh, really champion players, and Ben Cunnington and Todd Goldstein that are a little bit older, but getting towards closer to the end than the start. So I think we'd probably go someone uh, that's got a bit of journey in their in their legs. Todd, do you see the excitement in those youngsters at at North with a with a guy like Clarko coming in you, you, yourself? The changes you've made, Brett Ratton being added to the the coaching list. Do, do you sense that the, the the players have that real feel of opportunity now that the tutelage is right and they've got a you know the platforms there? And there's extra excitement within them. Yeah, no, Simon, so I think that's a really good point. You know, there's certainly been a great. Uh, excitement amongst the group. You know, when you've got a get a guy like Clarko that's coming, that's uh, you know been been able to win four premierships and be you know one of those outstanding coaches. That certainly gives them a real pep in their step. You know, they've been like sponges. You know, we're trying to introduce a new game plan, and they're seeing you know how he goes about things you know firsthand now, and they're starting to really grasp how he wants the club to be um, on field and off field, and you know the game plan in particular. I've been lucky enough to be with a few coaches over my journey and his ability to teach the game plan and get players to understand the real value and, and, and the importance of just playing their role and not trying to do anything outside of that is first class. So, no, they, they're getting a really good grasp of the of the game plan and the expectations and, you know, there's genuine excitement, which you'd, you'd hope would be the stage uh, before a game's played. Is it important role for you guys as well from a coaching point of view that, you you create that stability within the footy club. I think that sometimes there's nothing worse than in a sporting organisation. All the promises come in and then you know, suddenly it, it all falls apart within 12 or 18 months. It, it's important time for North Melbourne now, that stability that you know those same set of eyes are looking back at the playing group all the time. Oh, no, absolutely. I think if you look at all the great clubs over the journey in all world sport, you know, there's a real continuity of uh, leadership Um over a long period of time, and so hopefully, you know, Melbourne at this point, you know, we've got a really, uh, really strong board, really united board. Um, you know, we've brought in a four-time premiership coach that has got a five-year contract, and we understand that sometimes the contracts don't last the journey. But 
you know, we uh, I think from that point of view, the the leadership will stay intact for a period of time. You know, Clark Clarko is the uh, the coach, myself as footy manager, Brady Rawlings as the list manager has been here for a number of years now. Um, so those key people that uh, need to stay that time to execute a plan, both from a list management point of view, but also game plans, etc., um, and build that culture, will be will be together for a period of time, no doubt. Just on that, Todd. I mean, what's the biggest challenge as we sit here now in January eighteen? I mean, is it the game plan fundamentals and all the time that you're spending with the players in front of the whiteboard? Or is it more like when you're building a house from the ground up, just building the culture as part of this whole of club reset? I mean, what's the, the biggest challenge and, and first and foremost, the priority? You yeah, know, I, I think uh, before we start talking about X's and O's, you know, we, we need to make sure the environment's right. You know, uh, the kangaroos have got a really strong identity, which I think is a real, real positive. Um, you know, there's a real grit about the place. The people are fantastic. They stick through tough times, which I really like. Uh, but yeah, from a cultural point of view, we keep working on that. We keep working on our people, both staff and players. We just keep bringing in the right people um, that want to live our values and behaviours within the club. And then, then you probably start then talking about game plans, you know, list management philosophies, um, development of the of the talent that you get. And then you know the the last one you're looking at is time, you know, and that's the question everyone wants to know. You know, how quick are you going to do it? Mm. Uh, Etc. But that, that's the unknown. But you know, we, we just don't make any shortcuts in any of those things we just mentioned before. Uh, we've got to make sure the decisions are all based around those key pillars. Um, and we, if it takes time, it takes time. If it doesn't, uh, well, who knows? Things can turn quickly when you get all those things in place. But we, we do know that it's a bloody tough competition. <laughs> Everyone's trying to do it. Um, and it's easy to talk these, these uh, you know, culture and values and mm. all these things, but you've actually got to put it in place. But you no, know, we're, we're committed to doing it the right way, and who knows how long it takes. But we're hell bent on uh, becoming a great club over a period of time that challenges the silverware. That's the that's the big purpose. The challenges is such a uh, a part of of modern sport, Todd, and and keeping the balance right. Also, we talk about the excitement of your playing group, but. Also, you support a group. You know, they're thinking, oh, beauty, you know, here we go. But you've, you've got to keep that balanced as well from a, a coaching perspective to say, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes, we've got this, this coach coming in that's had all this success. We've, had, we've got a team together with, with a lot of experience, but it still takes time. So tempering that supporter group not to get too far ahead of themselves is important for the whole picture. No, 100%. Well, that's the thing that probably really impressed Clarko and, and myself to a lesser degree around. He, he had the op, op, opportunity to go to a, you know look at a couple of clubs, but he um, he was really happy with the where the Kangaroos saw themselves. Uh, there was a real clear understanding of the work that had to be done, um, and that was going to take time. There's no quick fix, uh, as I said. It's a, it's one of the toughest competitions in the world, so it is hard to um, to climb the ladder. It's not going to happen overnight. So I think the North Melbourne people both. From an administration board point of view, um, uh, our staff, the coaches understand, players understand that it's going to be really hard. Um, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think you know there's a lot of uh, examples of you know, really successful coaches coming from successful programs to clubs and, and still not being able to turn things around. So it's got to be a whole club approach. It's not just going to be Clarko that can... You know, come in and sprinkle the, the fairy dust on the, on the players and the groove. It needs to be a whole club. Um, snow where we all work together and 
let's hope it you know happens sooner rather than later, but we're in for the long haul uh, regardless. Speaking of North Melbourne football manager Todd Viney, Todd, just on the coaching front, Brett Ratton, two-time AFL coach, of course, at Carlton St Kilda, joins part-time. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, did he only join part-time because the stage of where you're at assembling things, that was all you could offer, or was that all that Brett wanted to embark upon out of the other side of the Saints? Yeah, no, a bit of both, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously we've got, um, like every club, the soft cap was mm. cut back significantly um, when COVID hit, so... There was a lot of room to move from our soft cap position. We could only you know, look at that part-time position. But also from Brett's point of view, you know, he's been obviously in footy, in footy for a period of time. He's had some challenges, uh, you, know, um, you know, with the way it all finished. Um, and he, he's got some other passions that he wants to try and follow as well. He's a, he's a real uh, plants man, nurseryman, um, landscaper. So he wants to... Uh, Spend some time watering some plants that he's, uh, he's well, planted. Don't, um, don't get Clarko yeah. for any advice on watering plants, and I saw that video. <laughs> Correct. He, uh, he's got he's one trick pony, Clarko. Uh, so he's good about teaching the Clarko cluster, but not so good about the watering plants. <laughs> <laughs> watering the fake plant—that was a beauty. Um, obviously, it's ongoing, um, Todd. And it's going to be a difficult question for you to answer, but the investigation into the Hawthorne allegations—I mean, has Alistair been interviewed for that as yet? And how do you expect that to play out in the in the coming you know weeks and months? Oh, you're right. I mean, I, I can't say anything. It, it's uh, the process is underway. Um, it's obviously been slower than what everyone initially thought, mm. uh, but it's got to be done properly. It's got to be done well, and um, you know, Clarko's handling it really well. Uh, there's been no, from my point of view, in running the footy department, there's been no uh, examples of where he, he's struggling with the uh, with the the loads of uh, doing the footy club staff and uh, and undergoing this process. So I'm really happy with how he's attacking it. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't know, but obviously uh, there's a lot going on that he's having to deal with, but we'll uh, support him through all the, the journey and, uh, and let the course, let the investigation take its course. And a lot of North Melbourne supporters will want to know how Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw have, have bedded in, I suppose, down there at Arden Street. How have, they, have those two highly rated kids gone in the early uh, weeks of their AFL career, Todd? Yeah, no, really well. Um, you know, we've started to introduce um, some game simulation to training and, you know, we sort of bring them in and we try and monitor their loads for the early parts of it. But they've adapted to the loads really well. They're now integrated into some of this uh, game scenarios and, this is when you see their their talent um, come to the fore. They're they're looking good. Um, we couldn't couldn't be any happier. We just can't put too much expectation on them. Mm. Once again, we're not looking at these guys coming in and um, being the saviors and turning things around. But you know, quality individuals um, from from a personality and character point of view was really important to us when we went to the draft. And and then all of a sudden to see them come in with their work ethic and the way they then introducing that into play has been really exciting and young Cooper Harvey's done it really well um, you know we've brought in a couple of guys in the in the uh, in the rookie part of the, the draft where we brought in Hamish Free from WA but you know Dan Howe from Hawthorne and Liam Shields have been really positive um, setting great examples because I've obviously been in successful programs before a young kid called Blake Drury as a, as a rookie he's really uh, training well he's, he's playing at a really high level already so that looked like we might have uncovered one there. But um, she's on Wardlaw, uh, going really well. Braden George, another young, talented kid, coming off a of Rico um, from last year. But we think he's a real you know, potential top 10 talent in the draft. 
that went just went by, and um, we'll be patient with him, and he won't play too much at all probably this year. Um, but next year, we're hoping he'll be an exciting prospect for us. Todd, uh, just as we uh, wrap things up, probably the most important question of this interview, uh, and I, I need I need to have this clarified because it's um, it's been uh, a source of rumour and innuendo over a number of years. Was <laughs> Boris Becker good enough to take you to three sets? <laughs> <laughs> Simon, I've been over and over with this with you over many years, and and nearly every other radio station in the, the country. <laughs> but the answer is the answer is no. I never played Boris, but I did stretch the truth for a number of years on it. <laughs> <laughs> as you should, beautifully played, Todd. Hey, and by the way, as we let you go, well done. You're a grandfather again as well. We should mention that. So. Big congrats to, to Charlotte and Jack, obviously, for uh, another baby girl, uh, Chloe. Yeah, now another little girl, which is um, which is fantastic. Not too many girls in the Viney family over the journey, <laughs> but uh, it's good to have a couple of girls and it's softening me up as a, <laughs> as a grumpy old man really uh, nicely. <laughs> a beautiful day. Congrats, mate. And, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate your time this morning. No worries, guys. Have a good day. There's uh, Todd Viney there, North Melbourne GM of football. That was all for Mate, of course. Mobile plans from just 20 bucks a month at Mate, if you don't mind. So why wait? Make the switch to Mate. I'll tell you what, I've just had a little taste of Nadia's uh, McCaffrey. Absolute heaven it is in a cup. Liquid gold. Uh, So we'll grab a news update uh, from Anna Pavlou and be back shortly. Always enjoy hearing, listening, speaking to Todd Viney, though, because... He acknowledged that it's everyone's up and about this time of the year. It's a season of optimism, if you will, but he acknowledged the hard yards ahead and mm. the reality of the situation and the change that they've undertaken. And he's pretty transparent, isn't he, for a man that would have, you know, the responsibility that he does. I think that's a key ingredient, that transparency. You can go along with all the you know, the, mm. the blah, blah, and we're going to do this and five-year plan, but that transparency, not only within the playing group, and, and they're, they're obviously transparent within that inner sanctum. But that now has to be extended to make sure that, you know, the members are all on the same page. We know what's going on. Because there will be some expectation within supporters because they've been starved Mm. of success for so long that this is just going to turn on its head with the click of a finger. Well, it won't happen that way. There's so much new talent has come through the door there as well. So it is going to take some time. But, I mean, I asked him only about Sheasel and Wardlaw because they were the high-profile pointy end picks. But, mm. geez, he went on for a while yeah. about him and him and them and him. Ricos and Ricos yeah, coming back. Yeah. And... So, and they were pretty active in the trade period as well. He didn't mention Griffin Lowe coming across also. So there's some fresh talent through the door there. Um, and Tamron Thomas, we're told off the text, has, has been training really well. I didn't ask Todd Viney if he'd had to babysit Taron Thomas's uh, rabbit, his Christmas present from his brother, I think, he didn't know what else to get him. That was one of the more random things I've heard. Uh, Clint's in uh, Ballarat. He's, he's called in off the back of our chat with Todd Viney at the Roos. No, he's gone. Oh, we lost him. Oh, sorry, Clint. Uh, we weren't quite quick enough for you. I think he bought a North Melbourne membership, even though he's a Richmond fan. I'm thinking of getting one. Yeah? Yeah. I think they're my second favourite team. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I like what I heard then, and I, I they're good colours. Yeah, they're good colours. Yeah. Right. I like North. I've always liked North Melbourne Have around you? that area. Yeah. Have you? I think I stand at Arden Street and watch them train. And what about this? So, for those who are listening and just have no idea what you were talking about with Boris Becker, can you quickly educate them? On well, the... For years, yeah, people. Todd was a fantastic tennis player. He was really, really top grade tennis player, and you know could have been a pro tennis player. And did you ever as play? a junior? You I, wasn't quite up to my standard, right? But as a junior. 
it was always rumoured that he'd beaten Boris Becker. You know, and Boris Becker then won a couple of Wimbledons and, oh, top line, he beat Boris Becker. So it went on for years and years. And I think, as he just said that, he just played along with it. thought, oh, look, it's, it's easiest way to answer. Yeah, yeah, we can play. Yeah. You know, that happened, that happened. In the end, like, last few years, look, no, I didn't. I never even paid the bloke. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone with him. Well, hang on, you said you did. I so love it how we went with it. It's, it's, uh, but he, he was a really good sportsman, Todd, and and a top-ranked tennis player. Really, really good. The unique bed match profile uh, awaits for you at uh, 40 Winks. You can find the right bed just for you, specifically for you, individually made. 40 Winks, they are serious about sleep. On the other side of this scuba, we're going to go down to Melbourne Park. Uh, what a big day, big night. Gee, she didn't wrap up down there until after 2 a.m. this mm. morning, if you don't mind. Um, day two up? at the tennis. BP, this is where he doesn't sleep. Uh, just little micro-sleeps here and there. Just gets the noddies. You know when you get the noddies on the plane sometimes? Is he fly-blown again? A fly-blown, yeah. Is he fly-blown again? That was a, a double fly-blown. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up with Vipa. Well, he would have good reason to be because uh, it's all happening down there. So we'll uh, we'll run the rule over the tennis and where things sit at the Aussie Open with BP, uh, SEN Tennis Guru, right after this. Hey. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell with you. Summer Brecky continues on here at uh, SEN. Alistair Dobson still ahead of us, uh, boss of the BBL. But for now, it's time to go down to Melbourne Park thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Well, if he was fly-blown yesterday, heaven forbid what he would be today. It's hard to know where to start, BP. A big welcome to you. Uh, thank you, uh, gents. Yes, uh, I've just uh, been working on opening my mouth uh, properly after a 2.05 a.m. Oh. finish for Alexi Popper and, uh, this morning. So, boy, oh boy, did he uh, go the journey. Uh, we got a few matches, obviously, that haven't been completed uh, with the rain, but they moved Alexi uh, into John Kane Arena after that Alex Demonor match, and he decided to play, what, about a four-and-a-half-hour epic. Now, <laughs> help, help me out on something here, BP. We were talking about this earlier, and this, just might, this is just our feel, and it might be way off base, but is the heat policy softened when it comes to the Australian Open? I know it's all around the, the something I don't understand, the wet bulb temperature, but has the heat policy softened since the early days of the Open? Well, I think it's a, probably a reasonable point uh, to make, uh, Sam, when I was going outside yesterday uh, at about three thirty, four o'clock, you know, I'm watching sort of the uh, the patrons just sort of sitting around trying to find some shade. But a lot were just sort of walking around. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, as oppressive as I'd probably felt before. And I, you know, when you go to the US Open, let me tell you, the humidity is uh, tenfold what it is in Melbourne. Mm. Um, you know, if Roger Federer sweats uh, at the US Open, you know something's not uh, totally right with the weather. Uh, the only time I ever saw Roger sweat in that match against uh, John Millman. So I probably felt they, they could have kept playing. Uh, but, you know, it's all about looking after the players, which, you know, I understand as well. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was an interesting few hours because then the weather was coming in and scheduling becomes a bit of a nightmare. And you can certainly catch up and get things uh, back on track. There's plenty of courts to be able to uh, do that. But, you know, I think it's a different system there from the wet bulb, uh, Sam. It's right. a scale, one to five scale, and they... And the, the court temperature, with a hard court too. I mean, I've been out there court announcing when you've got the nice Julius Malo, so they're just about melting uh, on the court. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty hot, uh, certainly, for the right. players. But luckily, we could certainly close the roof uh, with you know, three of the courts yesterday. And a fair bit of contention on 
the scheduling, as you mentioned, BP, that you know people weren't being notified when they're playing today till after midnight last night. Yeah, there was a lot of texts going around uh, late last night because they obviously they, they try and hold the players as, as long as possible because they, they want to get through these matches. They don't want to backlog, and then it does present some issues uh, with some you know more uh, you know, inclement weather forecast for today. Uh, so, yeah, normally they'll sort of try and release a, a, a revised order of play. But it was, it was sort of a little bit uh, tricky because there were some matches in progress, stop, start. And then we look at Kokonakis and Panini. They had about four or five false starts. And then Panasi went Wushka for two and a bit sets and was two games away from finishing that to go off court. So, yeah, it's not as straightforward. You can understand the players. I know yesterday had to be moved into the National Tennis Centre for just small practice sessions, so they a lot of them couldn't get out there and warm up. But, yeah, it wasn't an ideal situation. Yep, Tanasi uh, Kokonakis, uh, Max Purcell, they're uh, ongoing at the moment, so they'll continue on today. But I wanted to ask you about Kim uh, Birrell, BP. So what was it, a week and a half ago, she didn't even have uh, a spot in the main draw. Venus Williams opened that up for her with her withdrawal, and she's taken full advantage. What a win this was against the reigning quarterfinalist, Kai Kanepi. Yeah, these are, these are the sort of performances that our Aussies need. You know, Sam, take advantage of these wildcards. Really dig in. Take advantage of a, a heaving crowd that breathing down your neck and ride that. And look, Kim, like a lot of our uh, female players, has certainly got the capabilities. I mean, she can strike a, a good ball. I've, I've just felt our girls have lacked a bit of self-belief out there that they actually really belong at the level. So sometimes they need a bit of vindication. And, but but not be satisfied with it either. I felt I, I sort of felt like over the years, oh, we win a round or two. That's a good effort at the Australian Open. Well, I reckon we're going to raise our uh, bar a little higher. And and Kim, you know, there's been like a lot of the girls sitting in that sort of 100 to 250 uh, bracket. And you know, to go a bit higher, you've got to win these sort of matches. I mean, she had a third round run, I think, back in 2019. Uh, she's had a few injuries across the journey as well, but. Yeah, her and Gadecki, um, hopefully they can yeah, really put their best foot forward in the next round because, you know, there's some winnable matches there with that crowd too, whatever it's worth. Good start from Alex Demonor. Um, Fatic. That was uh, a confidence booster for him, round one. Clinical. Yeah, Simon Clinical last night and uh, he was on uh, on task uh, right from the opening point. And that, that's what he is. He's breathing down your neck from the opening point with the return of serve because he takes it so early. I mean, he got airborne a few times, uh, but he's backhand down the line. He hit some of the most sublime shots uh, last night. And just when you, you think you've got him, so Sue, his opponent from uh, Chinese Taipei last night, qualified 209. He actually played like a guy who was ranked inside the top 100, but he was charging the net at every opportunity, knowing that he had to try and finish points. You just can't go with Demon Ore and and try and sort of out-rally him. He just gets to so many balls. But no, I think Alex... Alex is sort of saying, okay, this is my fortnight to really shine. Kyrgios is not here. Put some attention on me. I'll uh, bring you along for a great ride. He's such a good kid, engaging, and the crowd were terrific with him uh, last night. And, you know, he's got certainly a little passage at least through to that, you know, possible uh, round four with Djokovic, who I've got to say, uh, looked uh, pretty good last night. The hamstring was uh, taped up. He was pushed to the limits a a few times, particularly in the second set by by Bayana the Spaniard, who he trains with a fair bit over there in Spain, but, yeah, it was pretty clinical from Novak as well. No issue with the crowd with him either, BP, which was, was uh, right. expected, so that was all smooth sailing. Oh, before we let you go, I just had to ask you about Andy Murray. I'm not sure if Andy will need a wheelchair today. Oh, I'm not sure he was uh, having 
Um, a great uh, success trying to stand up in the the, the post-match uh, interview on court yesterday. Jeez, he looks sore, but I'm proud of myself is a comment you don't hear too often, though. And here's a man who's won $63 million or whatever it is in prize money over the course of his career, and he's still going mm. in his mid-30s, even though he knows his best tennis as well and truly in the rear vision mirror. He just loves it, doesn't he? And the crowd loves him as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was the slowest walk back to the locker room I've ever seen from Andy. And yeah, look, he had not only the British flags are flying, Mum Judy in the crowd, who's come out from the UK, she supported her sons all the way. I mean, I reckon I almost saw just a little change of the lips of Ivan Lendl, who's a bit like Weekend at Bernie sitting there. <laughs> he shows absolutely nothing, Ivan. I just thought it maybe a little smirk. Uh, towards the end, how proud he was of uh, his charge. And, you know, I'm watching Berrettini. Mm. Uh, I think it's the Netflix curse. Alcaraz oh, there, Berrettini yeah. uh, last year. And he, he knows that I'm in a much better position. I'm 10 years younger than Andy. I should be able to just come up with a big forehand and, and just finish this off. And then Murray's just in your face, digging in. Ultimate competitor. Uh, but it's a bonus for Thanasi Kokonakis. I'm, I'm sure Thanasi gets through his match from here and he takes on a yeah, pretty weary Andy Murray in the next round. Absolutely. That was an incredible game uh, yesterday. Andy Murray winding, well, not quite winding back the clock, but the grit was there and um, the crowd well and truly behind him, Scoop. Uh, BP, uh, Olivia Gadecki on court today as well. I'm not sure what time she's scheduled for. Yeah, so I'm just about to look at the revised schedule because I don't know if we'll quite get out on the outside courts. Mm. Uh, so she'll be out early. A few of the Aussies have been slotted in to finish, as you mentioned, uh, Purcell and uh, Kokonakis and Alex Vukic as well, the three Aussies uh, yeah. who are hanging over from last night. All right, mate, we look forward to that. The pinnacle of engineering is the Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted right behind BP. Enjoy your day, Brett. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure, gents. There's Brett Phillips there, SEN Tennis Guru down at Melbourne Park. Get involved on the Temper 40 Wings text as well. They've got your unique bed match profile all lined up down there. They can find the right bed just for you, 40 Winks. They are very, very serious about sleep. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Ahoy, says Chuka. Uh, BP didn't actually say whether Alexi Popper won or, or lost at 2am. Uh, cheers, Chuka. Apparently we didn't either, but he won. Uh, he won in five. He fired down 19 aces and he won four six seven six six seven seven six six one on John Kane Arena. I think it was scheduled initially, I want to say court three, moved uh, indoors uh, when the weather closed in. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention earlier, uh, see the first ever Australian Paddle Open at AO 2023, the newest racket sport with off-the-wall energy and keen on playing tennis after watching it. You can hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court hire, no membership, no worries. Uh, Scooby got this text from Andy as well. My daughter played two T20 rep cricket games yesterday, fully clothed and helmet on, so the tennis players should have played two, mm. says Andy. Hmm. Mm. There you go. Yeah. I think I found Kane Corn's next running event as well, by the way. I was just uh, reading about it on the BBC. It's called the Tunnel Run. It's 321-kilometre ultra in pitch black darkness. It's a disused train tunnel in Bath in the UK. And it reads more like a health warning than a marketing slogan, but it's described as a mind-bending test of extreme endurance and sensory deprivation. It's a 200-mile ultra through the darkness of the UK's longest foot tunnel. One guy went partially blind doing it, and yet he was proud of the achievement. 
not partially blind, temporarily blind. Lost his sight for a period wow. of time before it came back. There you go. You run in the week. You run when you should be sleeping. 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. in pitch black darkness. Goes Each for day two, until you finish. Goes for two days, I reckon. But you and have a cap- break in between. I don't think there's any break. You just keep going. It's an ultra marathon. You said if you, you run in darkness. 11 yeah. till... They're in a tunnel. Okay. No light in there. Pitch black, lights off. Maybe a little bit of a mining light or something on the top. I reckon I could see K with a little miner's light on. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back after these headlines. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Great to have your company as well on a Wednesday morning here on Summer Brekkie. Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell with you. We've both, Scoob, really enjoyed the Big Bash uh, this year. It is racing uh, towards uh, the pointy end of its tournament this year, but there's been storylines uh, everywhere. So we're wrapped to have uh, the head of it, the boss of the BBL, on with us this morning. Alistair Dobson, good morning and uh, welcome to SEN. Good morning, guys. Great to chat. No, it just feels like the BBL's got a real foothold. I want to say again, but I mean, it's good storylines, good cricket. The crowds are up. Um, Al, the, the TV ratings are up also, as Scoob was just telling us a little bit earlier on in the program this morning. So there's no reason not to be uh, really excited about the, the campaign and the tournament you, you've had thus far. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. The the All the things you've just mentioned are exactly what we look at and, and track really closely. And it was a big build-up to this season. Lots of uh, you know thoughts around how we'd rebound from from a couple of really tough years, and a lot of work from from the league and from our clubs and the players have been awesome. So, um, yeah, it's, it's come together well. We're looking forward to a really tight end to the season as well, and, and a great final series. There's obviously uh, a lot of talk around, and there always is, the length of the season. Now, we know it's it's going to be reduced at some point from its 61 down to, to 43, and the new broadcast rights deal would appear to be an opportune time and central to that. Is there any chance, though, that it could happen next year, Alistair? I mean, would you like it to happen next year? Yeah, I mean, right now we're obviously focused on finishing this season off as strongly as we can. And, and once we've done that, we'll we'll sit down with our clubs and our broadcast partners and the players and, and have a look at what's the best structure for next year. I think there's, there's certainly some interest and, and discussion around trying to bring the, the shortened season, if you like, forward a year. It's, it's not as straightforward as it might sound, mm, but, mm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work closely on that. If it's the right thing to do, I'm sure it'll, it'll be done. Oh, so is the opportunity to keep taking um, the Big Bash to the regional areas? That, that crowd in Coffs Harbour yeah. last night looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we, we've seen a, a number of games this year. Cairns was, was amazing. I think we're expecting a big crowd in Canberra over the next couple of nights and, and Coffs Harbour. And I don't know if you saw the game in Albury Jeez, don't call Canberra. Well, don't call Canberra out in the rural, the regional areas. No. I'll be after you, Alistair. Well, we saw, as I said, we saw a big game in in, in Albury as well, and and I think um, you know that's been one of the great things of the BBL taking you know elite cricket to, to regional areas. I think that those people in in Coffs Harbour that were there last night, seeing Steve Smith do what he did firsthand, I think will be will be remembered for a long time. Yeah, P- yeah PM. He was only joking. He was only joking when he said. That. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, actually, just bigger picture stuff as well, Al, whether you'd, you'd like to be, and I think they've admitted them themselves, but better be better protected by CA. I mean, it did take marketing money to lure, and Steve Smith was magnificent last night, but David Warner and him back to the league this year. I mean, to ask bluntly, I mean, does, does the competition need more money? Does it need a boost when it comes to the salary cap, which I think sits at around, or well, just under $2 million a club? 
Yeah, I think the the world cricket landscape is really dynamic at the moment, shifting a lot. We've we've heard and talked a lot about other leagues around the world and whether it's within our window or, or at other times. And, and I think it's such an important factor for the BBL to be competitive globally and, and also locally. We've got such big names. And we, again, we see, we've seen over the past few days just how much interest and excitement those the biggest name Australian players can bring to the competition. So it's not, not just a combination of more money, but, mm. but, but how, we just, how we distribute it, the, the contracting models that we have, but also from an overseas player perspective, they just love coming and playing in the, in the BBL in Australia and big crowds and great venues. So while money's important, there's, there's also a number of other things that we, we look at really closely from a BBL perspective around making their experience as good as it can be. Elsa, how closely do you talk to the other jurisdictions? I mean, you know, South Africa have just launched their their 2020 season, if you like. The UAE's got a tournament on that's starting to infringe on what we we do here. I, I mean, uh, where do you where do you start to push and where do you start to shove? Mm. Yeah, clearly our first priority is to make sure the BBL is as good as it can be, and, and the work that's gone into this season and some of the the early results we're seeing are really encouraging. That, that's our number one priority, but but obviously we chat to, to at different times through the ICC and through directly to different governing bodies around around their timing and their leagues and uh, it's it's ongoing and, and obviously there's a couple of competitions that have started in our in our window this year and uh, you know we'll watch them closely and continue to discuss with them how we can all you know get I guess grow the pie and, and make sure everyone's getting the opportunity to deliver the best competitions they can. Alan, overseas player draft was obviously introduced ahead of this season that we're in the thick of at the moment, but there's obviously talk of an ongoing domestic draft that has some support. I mean, but as we know, there's some clubs and players that I guess are synonymous with each other that I'm not sure if you'd be reluctant to upset too much and maybe make some players immune from that. I mean, where does this debate and conversation sit at the moment? Yeah, we were really happy with the results from the overseas player draft. It was the first attempt or the first foray from the BBL into a new era of contracting and new models. So that, that gave us great encouragement that there's something in it. I think clearly we would always look to protect the, the affinity, if you like, of, of certain players with their clubs, the loyalty, and not only with the club, but with the fans. And But, but that said, as we enter a, a new MOU sort of period with, with the players, I think there's there's joint interest in, in making sure that the way the BBL is set up, whether it's the size of the salary cap or the contracting models that, that are put around it uh, are as effective and, and I guess sophisticated as they need to be to make sure the best players are playing and the competition isn't is as even as possible. So, you know, whether it's a draft or, or an improvement in the current model or other things, they're, they're all definitely discussions that are happening and uh, and, and encouraging that, that we're all aligned in, in the importance of making sure the BBL stays competitive globally and, and locally. All right, what are you doing about the roof, Alistair? <laughs> Well, it was it was pretty phenomenal. I mean, for it to, I think it's happened once in the history of the BBL, and then mm. hit it twice in an innings. Just probably shows, probably sums up the season we're having. To be honest, in terms of, you know, in, any possible uh, point of interest is is happening in one year. I, I'm a bit torn. I I, uh, I understand the history of why, when you hit the roof, it's a six, and and also understand the argument around it being a dead ball. I think what it's done is create really interesting and and to be frank, great discussion for the for the BBL. Something we'll look at post season, obviously, in terms of whether it needs to change that said it probably never happened again so um it was uh, it was interesting uh, and and great discussion Alistair is one hand off the roof any chance at all odds on well i would say <laughs> if the bbl's anything it's innovative and prepared to try different things so i wouldn't write off any scenario i think um you know we've whether it's the power surge that we've brought in and and i think has had a huge impact i think relevant and and innovative rules are are always front of mind for us so i wouldn't uh, <laughs> 
it's not writing anything off. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. It certainly, it certainly gained some traction, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, it's it's been great to have, you know, guys of the calibre, you know, big names in the sport like Andre Russell, Faf Duplessis and the like come to play in the Big Bash, albeit not necessarily for a long time. So I'm sure it fits in with all the things we've just been talking about. But And where it sits in your priority list to have these guys not only come f- for a short time, but have them for a long time as well. That's right at the top, yeah. I think we've seen, as I said, we've seen this year when you've got the best players playing and playing with each other and, and against each other, I think it's been a big factor in, in some of the success we've had. So we, we, we've learned a lot about the overseas player market this year through the draft and, and talking to agents and players around what it would take for them to come and play in the BBL. We've got a really clear picture of that. We, we made some progress this year. And I think as we look at new contracting models and salary caps and, and get to know the, the landscape a bit more, uh, yeah, it's, it's right at the top of the list. And we've, we're pretty optimistic that, you know, we'll, we'll continue to improve that. I think, you know, the, obviously the, the, the new structure of the competition over the next couple of years with, with less games will definitely help that. Mm. Um, we've already heard from agents. So that's a good move from their perspective. And, you know, we, we've been really encouraged by that. And I think, uh, you know, we, we saw it this year and hopefully more next year. Alistair, the numbers from a purely a, a television point of view look good. Have you guys been happy with the response from the general public in, in watching the BBL on the telly? Yeah, we've been uh, wrapped with with the progress crowds and TV audiences and and the numbers. And I think you know when you look at the ratings and and some estimates around streaming numbers. So you know it's it's difficult to get a pure number these days because there's so many different ways people watch. But you know our broadcast has been amazing. That the the show they've been able to put on underpinned by such amazing cricket. I think you know the the numbers we look at. You know, every morning pretty closely we we, we look at other sports like you know the AFL and NRL and Friday night footies the sort of the, the, the marquee slot and, and BBL's doing the, that vicinity of numbers every night of the week. So it's really encouraging for us that the product's landing well and, and viewers are engaging with it. And obviously, um, you know, such so many close games and we've had five of the t- all-time highest scores, five of the top seven all-time highest scores this season alone. So the cricket's been amazing and, and the viewers have been responding. Uh, before we let you go, Alistair, I've got to get a tip off. Big sample size. I've got to get a tip off you for the title. I mean, the Sixers and Scorchers right at the top of the tree again. And just uh, how strong your appetite must be for this Saturday, Steve Smith, David Warner. Yeah, it's been on, it's been on everyone's calendar for a little while since since Steve you know agreed to play with with the Sixers. I think that's that's going to be a pretty landmark day. I think we're expecting a big crowd, if if not a sellout at the SCG and. It'd be pretty pretty interesting to see how that plays out. The, the the public have responded well. In terms of a tip, it's hard to go past the first two. They've been the best two clubs in the in the history of, of yep. the competition, the Scorchers and the Sixers, and they they seem to just know how to get the job done. Oh, I think uh, the Renegades have been there and they're about, and I think uh, and I think after a couple of tough years, they've got a good balance in their list, and they've you're certainly playing with lots of passion. And um, I, I think if you're after a Smoky, they'd be there, but. Um, you know, I, th- I think the Scorchers, if they finish top, we'll get a couple of home finals in Perth, and that's always pretty hard to beat. Great to talk to you, mate. Really appreciate your time this morning. I know things uh, would be hectic for you, but we've loved the season thus far. Can't wait to see what it offers up next. So appreciate your time this morning. Anytime. Thanks a lot. There's Alistair Dobson, the boss of the BBL. Uh, off the text from Sam, uh, the reason the BBL is in good position, uh, Scoob, this season is due to having good internationals early in the tournament and now the good Aussie players in the back end of the tournament. Warner, Head, Smith, Kerry, etc. It's about the big names, the big profiles. Work and, well. And the big guys getting it done. Year.
SEN, Numbers are saying that. SEN will be calling every BBL final. There's a public service announcement. So um, you can catch it all right here at SEN, uh, every final, every ball bowl. Together so with the SEN commentary team going out to India for the Australian Indian series. Where do you sit with that? No change? No seat for me. Together with Maccas, we're giving you, not Simon, but you, animate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test. It's India, it's Australia, it's February. It's all thanks to Maccas who are going to make it happen and make it happen in style. All you have to do is be crowned the last fan standing. Simon, now is the time. I'm green lighting it. one 736 736 Call to take part. Category, uh, you're not going to tell us. Degree of difficulty out of 10? Seven. Seven out of ten. Seven. Good chance today, then. Yeah, good chance. Don't have to be a cricket good encyclopedia to get right. it done today. No, no. Okay. Now it's nice time. spread of you know, um, Ooh, multiple choices. And no, no, it's good. It's good. I, I like very even quiz today. Okay. Looking forward to that. Uh, for now, though, it's time for this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Last fan standing, thanks to Mackers. Yes, indeed it is. It's that time again. Uh, the trip to Delhi is on the line. Uh, a text has just come through for you, though, Simon. Scuba, book your flights to India. Tell Hutchie you're going over to do the sporting curry. Move over sporting flame. <laughs> you can adapt it to the sporting curry. There you go. So maybe all hope is not lost. Mm, uh, I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Well, someone's got a chance today to go into okay. the grand final. Who are we starting with? Yeah, we're going to start with Steve. It's a bit of a mixed grill for you today, Steve, uh, keeping that cooking theme from the sporting curry, but welcome to you and good luck. In which year, Steve, did Ash Barty start playing with the Brisbane Heat? Is there any multiple choice? No, no he's opened not. up with a, a multiple. bit of an early call on that, There Steve? are some no. in it, Steve, but uh, not this not one, this not, one. not no. question one. Okay, uh, 2015. Well done, Steve. Good work. <laughs> Very good work. Just to carry on from that, question two, how many runs, Steve, did Ash Barty make on debut for the Brisbane Heat? Uh, 39. Well done, 39. I was going to give you a multiple choice there, but you didn't need it. Gee, Steve. How many Grand Slam titles has Ash Barty won? Two. Oh. Bill claims his first victim. Bad luck, Steve. Sean joins us from Geelong. G'day, Sean. G'day. How are you going? Good. How many Grand Slam titles for Ash Barty? Three. Three. That's right. That's where we're at. Okay, Sean. Who did Max Walker represent more? The Melbourne Football Club in the VFL or Australia in Tests and One Day Internationals? Australia. Got it! Sean, he didn't. He didn't. Um, Chris joins us from Point Cook. G'day, Chris. Morning, Scoob. Too yeah. early, I feel. Here we go again. <laughs> Chris. Uh, He's coming too early again. Uh, Maxie Walker, <laughs> did he play more for the Melbourne Footy Club or Australia in Tests and One Day Internationals? Well, Melbourne Footy, obviously. Yeah, Melbourne Footy Club. He had uh, 85 games for Melbourne Footy Club and 51 One Day Internationals and Test matches for Maxie Walker for Australia. Chris. Which two BBL team lists was Alex Keith on before he made his move to Australian rules? Uh, looks like I'll be calling again tomorrow. Let's go with 
scorchers and the heat. Oh, no <laughs> luck, Chris. Forever the bridesmaids. I've got faith in you, Chris. Keep ringing, mate. Keep us on speed, dog. Yep. Let's uh, go to Michael in Caulfield. G'day, Michael. G'day. Alex G'day. Keith, before he started playing Aussie Rules, played with two BBL teams. Which were they? Um, Melbourne Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney Sixers. Oh. Yeah! Right. One out of two. Uh, Chris from Malmesbury. G'day, Chris. Morning, guys. The two... Two BBL teams Alex Keith played for before he went to Aussie Rules. Already got the Melbourne Stars, which is the second. Uh, Renegade. No, it wasn't the Renegade. Chris. Aaron joins us from Sky. G'day, Aaron. Morning, boys. Melbourne Stars. What was his other team? Uh, was it the Adelaide Strikers? Yeah. It certainly was the Adelaide uh, Strikers. Aaron, who holds the record by a long way for the longest six at the MCG? <laughs> the longest six at the G. Uh, <laughs> Brett Lee. Oh, <laughs> I'm so wrapped someone got that wrong. <laughs> Michael from Melbourne East. Michael. Who holds the record, in inverted commas, by a long way for the longest six at the MCG? Surely Simon O'Donnell. Oh, Good work, Michael. Oh, Michael, you could have played ball with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Michael, which VFL club did Keith Miller, pl- Keith Miller play 50 games for? Melbourne. Oh! Got it! Luck, Peter man. from Gladstone Park. Keith Miller played 50 games of VFL footy. Who for? Tomo from Barwon Heads. Keith Miller played 50 games of AFL footy. Who for? Let's go the Bombers. Oh, my God. They're nicking off everywhere at the moment, Scoop. This is the most wickets we've taken. Dear me. This was a 7 out of 10 Got to be a saint to keep up with this. We're going to Conrad from Glen Waverley. You there, Conrad? Yep, good day, Simon. Which VFL club did Keith Miller play 50 games for? Thanks. Well done, Conrad. Good work. Who was captain of GWS in the TAC Cup before they entered the AFL? I'll give you that again, Conrad. Who was the captain of GWS in the TAC Cup before they entered the AFL? I can I can provide a clue if you're... Steve Have we no? But have we detailed? Uh, Brooksy's told me here and reminded me. Have we detailed the theme of the quiz today? We haven't really. You don't need. I said it was a mixed grill. I'm just. There is a theme here. It's it's a mixed grill. Brooksy's telling me to say, and you're not letting me say it. I'm I'm caught between. Brett joins us from Mill Park. G'day, Brett. How are you, boys? Brett, the captain of GWS in the TAC Cup before they entered the AFL was Alex Carey. Well done. Brett, good work. So Donald Bradman won the 1939 South Australian Open Championship in which sport? Now, it's a multiple choice, Brett, so hang on here. Golf, beards, or squash? Uh, Squash. Well done. Mm -hmm. Good work, Brett. Very good. How many first-class games of cricket did Craig Bradley play? Two, four, or five? 
Uh, oh, I'm going to go with five. Got it! Bad luck, Andrew mate. in Port Melbourne. How many first-class games of cricket did Craig Bradley play, the former Carlton champion? Uh, Andrew, two, two, four, or five? I'll say two. Michael joins us from Caulfield. How many first-class games of cricket did Craig Bradley play, Michael? Two, four, or five? Four. Oh boy, Timing is, could be everything here. This is it. Michael, who is the only player to represent Australia at a soccer and a cricket World Cup? Terry. Well done, Michael. Good work. He's done it. Hey, well done, Michael. Well that was done. a tricky last You're one. In the draw. Another Stephen Bradbury moment in the quiz. Well done, you, Michael. Uh, you are into the grand final. That's on January 30, where you'll go in uh, to the final round to contest uh, for this magnificent prize. Flights for you and a mate to Delhi. Five nights premium five-star accommodation. A sports luncheon with the SEN commentary team. Corporate hospitality at the cricket. A thousand bucks spending money. And as Simon looks at his watch... Geez, we claimed some victims in that one. My goodness me. Now, the theme I wanted to say was multi-sport cricketers. So that was just just to, just to provide some no people hints, with some, no hints. some background, no if you hints. like. Another chance to – well, you provide plenty when it suits you. Another chance to win across the day today. I'm the quiz king. And again tomorrow with us. It's the last fed standing, all thanks to Maggers. Today's winner uh, will be given the chance, uh, and that was Michael, to win there. Trip to India on January 30 in the quiz involving all winners so far. Uh, boy, how's the – what do we claim, 20 scalps there? We've got to get to the newsroom. Uh, something that will be making news uh, later on today, uh, an announcement last night, we didn't address this earlier, that uh, Melbourne captain Daisy Pearce will hold a press conference today alongside uh, the Demons coach Mick Stanier. An announcement, we're told by the uh, Melbourne AFLW club, uh, it is a 10.30 press conference uh, on the boundary line – of the MCG, an announcement by uh, Daisy Pierce incoming. Uh, so are the news headlines. So we'll get to those with Anna Pavlou and we'll be back in a moment, Scooby. Welcome back. Summer breakfast. Uh, questions without notice. So I just want to rip into that right now, Scooby. If, uh, if Bill Laurie uh, tries to claim royalties from that quiz, are we in massive financial trouble? After this morning, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. I'll give you a buzz and just work through that with him. Quiz theme suggestions. Have you got any that we need to? Oh, I threw one up the other day that we should do with the cricket with the last fan standing. What no, about stadium? No, no just stop it. Brooksy needs you're a undermining. Bit of, we can do that in the production meeting. You are publicly undermining the quiz. Canvas a few with me. No, no because I know you're a bit dirty when it was announced by management. I'm the quiz master <laughs> and not you. <laughs> now you're trying to undermine the status quo here. The status quo is I'm in charge. And there is no hints. I'll explain this Unless to you as I give succinctly you as I can. Joel Brooks has had to come up with about two million questions. I'm simply looking to help a man out. So have you got any themes you would like well, to, to have covered off in the quiz? I know helping people out is completely alien to your nature. Oh, that's what exactly what I'm Because I remember to... the cyclist, alien. <laughs> I did help him out. No, you didn't. You I, threw him on a train. Didn't he could throw have him. passed away. I could have left him on the nature strip well, where he you was. you wanted to. But instead I encouraged him and I got him to the train station and even make sure his my key was topped up and then set him on his way. <laughs> while he was, that was a chaperone. While he was sucking in air and his tongue was swelling. 
We and go you to... just said, mate, cheery boy, jump on the train. I'm a bit worried about him, actually, because we're going uh, for a cycling trip to Adelaide this weekend. And last time I checked, there's no train system in the Adelaide oh, Hills. So uh, I hope he's got an Uber account topped up or something else. Roll him down nasty. the hill, he'll be right. I'll roll him he'll back right. down into the CBD. Question so... without notice. When do you reckon they'll implement the shorter BBL season? I, I hope next Alison year. Dobson wasn't committed to that. He was committed to it being shorter, but not its implementation. But these things are so hard to do. In a current broadcast rights agreement, it makes it incredibly difficult. That's why it's tied to the new broadcast rights deal this time next year. But you'd love it to happen now for all the reasons that we didn't address it with um, with Al, but all the reasons that players like Alex Hales have said in the past. And we've got a glut of international players. My England teammates want to come out, but the season's too long. You know, they get offered more money to play other tournaments uh, over a shorter period of time, and it's a long way to come. I reckon that will unlock so much. And he did say that much, Alistair Dobson, that shortening the season will unlock all of that and retain some of those market plays. So hopefully next year. I've got another question for you. Let's go from the summer sport to the winter sport. Um, we had the director of footy at North Melbourne on this morning, Todd Viney, and he said it will be a younger captain. Mm. I thought that was fantastic. What mm. did you think? I thought it was unsurprising and also fantastic. Just uh, transparency, bang. This yeah. is the way we're looking. This is what, how well, we're shaping up. You know, maybe it's not. I mean, we threw up Todd Goldstein because, as we said, he's North Melbourne through and through. He's been loyal. He's he's hard. You know, he's seen everything in the game. And if they're going to have a difficult season, then he's the man that's basically bulletproof in the media. You can put him up in any situation. But they're not going to, um, I guess, have someone like Jack Zeeble step down to replace him with a player, you know, older than him. doesn't mm. make any sense. But I think the debate centres around Jai Simkin, um, Luke Davis uniac Luke McDonald. So we'll see where they where they land with it. I've got another one. Is your question I'm off knows. today. Why don't you like Kane Corns? I love Kane Corns. You're sending him down a railway tunnel in Bath in you the reckon, UK. You reckon that's punishment? To come out partially blind. You reckon that's punishment for Kane? He'd love that. He'll thank me when I forward that. Why are you sending him down a dark tunnel? I've got a question for you. Who'll be ranked higher at the end of 2023, Nick Kyrgios or Alex Dimonor? What a great question. Have you Where got a, come from? Have you got a great answer? No, I haven't. I, I, I'll take it on notice. I, I'll have a think about it. Okay, so at I'm, the moment. I'm thinking it's. I'm sticking with Kyrgios. At the moment, Kyrgios is 21. Well, they entered the Australian Open. Kyrgios 21, the Demon 24. But gee whiz, the Demon's coming. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm staying with Kyrgios. I'm going with the Demon. But he'll lose a lot of points here, Kyrgios, through not playing because he got, where did he get to here last year? Quarterfinal? No, he only lost in the second round or something. He went out early. Yeah, yep. did he? Yeah, there's a doubles run. They went all the way with the doubles. Singles, no good. Singles no good. The, just on the lost to Medvedev. I think he lost to Medvedev. I think he lost to your man. Small cat. Small cat. Uh, so that's okay. So a good question, but not such a good answer. Have we gone soft at the Aussie Open with the heat policy, please? <laughs> you live up oh, in Kilmore yeah. there. You were out in the yeah, sun they... all day yesterday, oh, running in, around. I came in after a while. Did you? Got too warm. Yeah, I, I, my heat policy, the Kilmore heat policy, uh, was um, put into effect yesterday. Under the air conditioning. What yesterday. time did you retreat? Uh, one ish. One ish was enough. Came in for lunch and didn't reappear. <laughs> really? <laughs> didn't reappear, no, no. Question without uh, notice Is Brett Maher going to get the sack from the Cowboys or are they going to back no, him in with the stakes at their highest? They're going to go back in him with a guy who's just had an absolute nightmare. Yep. Back him really? in. Really? Go Mari. They missed, he missed four pats. Yep. And you back him in. My word. It might be one pat, might be the difference. Yeah. 
Go Mari. And you back him. He's staying in. Well, they haven't got another kicker on the roster. No, but they can eat. Look, someone help me out here. They can easily sack him and just chuck another guy on the but list. But not, not this late in the year. You can't can, just sign a kicker. Can they do that? No. I reckon they can. I don't reckon they can. I reckon they can. They might just say we go in with no kicker because Murray's worthless. <laughs> just had, keep going had, for the 50 two point. 52, didn't he? 50 from 53. Well, they just don't go in with the kicker. Right? Well, I don't know. They've got to kick off at some point. Or maybe they could just go it's for not the. It's hard t- to be a kicker. You, or fly. Oh, you yes, won't it is. Be the kicker. No, it is hard. Like the bloke holds the ball no, for you. No, it is hard. Bloke holds the ball the, for the you. The one point conversion it. shouldn't be hard. Murray There's had a the, skill. He had the slice. He had the hook. Maybe they just go for the two point conversion every time. No, no, I, I think they'll keep him. I think they'll keep him. Okay. All right. Can't um, call from the coach. If they keep him and he slices the mate, first one in the Super Bowl. So many work. other reputations and livelihoods and careers are depending on. They're still going to play the 49ers, really. Yeah, they're the down to the last eight. Yeah. They're down to the last yeah. eight. But we're, we're at the nitty gritty. Hey, we're playing for sheep stations now, though. My word. You can't be missing four. A couple of them. You can't be leaving a handful of points on the cutting room floor. Cheapers. No. Back him in. I'm, I'm backing him in. I'd sack him. I'd sack him and replace him. Um, have you got any other questions? Your, your contact with the human race is getting <laughs> slenderer and slenderer. Slenderer. All right. I'll right, take a break here. Put you out of your misery. Um, we, we are going to talk quiz because Joel needs some help, okay? And that's okay. He's done a magnificent job. But we're going to give him some theme suggestions. No, we're not giving him. For his, cricket. We are not we are helping giving him. him any theme suggestions. Listen to me. Watch my lips. No theme suggestions. Even off air, you're not going to no, help him out. I, I do in the production meetings. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, help we, him out off We air. meet every afternoon right. for an hour and go through it. And it has to have a theme. I'm tireless. And it's got to have a theme, okay? It's not having a theme. Oh, geez, you're out of touch with this. You're, this is going to be a feisty meeting after this show. You are on the fast track to a, a, a real telling off here. Uh, a break. sleep in in the morning, can I then? <laughs> a break, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You probably can't be sacked at this point. Uh, Break, we'll be back after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Aaron, who holds the record by a long way for the longest six at the MCG? (laughs) Uh, Brett Lee. <laughs> oh, got it! I'm so wrapped someone got that wrong. What about that? Brett Lee. And you couldn't have let him in anymore. Mate, the glee on your face when he said Brett Lee, you are a really nasty person. The sometimes. colour that drained out of your face when he went with <laughs> Brett Lee you had to be seen to be believed. I hope the online department had a camera on you for that because that, that – Face can't be manufactured. You you are a really nasty, but there is a a dark side to you. Oh, a dark. There is a shameful dark side to you oh. about how you just you just want want to just cut people off at the knees. Gee, it was that was terrible. Gee, that was humorous. Terrible. Um, of all the names to go with, he's rolled with Binger. I can't remember Binger getting a hold of a six of any kind. He got hold of a six one day in a test match. At Whereabouts? The Gabba. Right. And went over the you know the the sort of roof of like the those. Sales, sort of Chris Linster. Yeah, oh, this is when was the a ripper. Hang on, this was day. the new Gabba or the old Gabba? Old Gabba, a dog track Gabba. No, 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 new Gabba. Not that old. New Gabba. New Gabba I, yeah. I think it might have even been updated a bit yep. since. But yeah, it, it, oh, it sailed. Yeah, right. Gee, Steve Smith. A bit short of mine. But... How big was that field at Coffs Harbour? Like, is that a, was that a legitimate 
Steve Smith plundered seven sixes in that game last night. A breathless timing on some of them. Player is it a smaller level, deck? Every or, level. Do you believe in that? Do you that so, should Marnus Labuschagne be able to succeed at T Twenty cricket cricket like he does in the Test arena? Well, it's tough. But good cricket is a good, good cricketer, Steve regardless. Oh, yeah. good cricket is a good cricketer, regardless. But Steve Smith's an exceptional cricketer in all at all levels, regardless. You get the feeling that those guys they would only need half a dozen games in the tournament to go absolutely berserk. Yeah, he opened the batting last night, made hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having said that, he was dropped a tough chance and he was bowled, but the bowls didn't come off. But that's what you need. You need a stroke of fortune, Got to have luck. Best, don't you? Got to have luck. Absolutely, you need to have luck. Uh, off the text, uh, International Cricketer of the Year, and he can't get a seat to India. Outrageous from Hutchie. Pull your head in, Craig, and let Simon go. Gee, some real support. For oh, mate, the so, and so there should be. I mean, a tour to India without me on the bus, is it, it just won't feel right. SEN will feel undressed over there. They really will. <laughs> and this, though. Jared will feel undressed over there. He needs me as his wingman, Jared. A bit of advice for you from Cam, though, when it comes to quiz and helping out Brooksy. Scoob trying to get a, a seat to India with Hutchie. You think he'd be get bending over backwards, helping everyone at SEN to suck up for the seat. That's a good point. I reckon you missed a trick there. I, I just go with the talent side of it. I know I've got the talent to be there. I know I've got the talent to lift the team. And I know I've got the talent to help Jared through what I believe is his first trip to India, is it? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Might be. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. Well, the, the it'll only be his thing... first trip the way he should have done it with me. The only thing that would have been better, that, that answer to the longer six of the G. No, would don't it, you dare say this. Would be don't if you, someone said Bo this. Webster. Big Bo Webster would have been a great answer. Baby Bo. <laughs> little Bo. You called him. Yeah. You called him Little Bo. Little when Bo. He was good enough to come on with us. Yeah. And he was 20 metres short. Gee, 20 metres a... shy. Uh, Binger's six at the Gabba went 140 metres, we're told off the text. 140 metres. That'd be outside. That's odd. The arena. Uh, we're tennis. Up, we're over the roof. It, it definitely cleared the main stand, yeah, the those, top of the stand. Yeah, those sails. And they were sails in those days. It wasn't actually sails. a roof. So, you know those sales. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Andrew Clark's texting. Tennis way too soft. Uh, Dave Warner batted through heat. My goddaughter yesterday batted through a 50 over under 18 game. Century, by the way. And uh, the overpaid tennis players can't play. Too soft. Anyway, it is what it is. But the, the tennis players don't get a say in it. They want to play on. Yeah, the, the tennis players don't get a say. It's the authorities. That they, a lot of them want to keep going. Or not. Yeah, that was certainly the case yesterday. The players wanted to keep going. Mm. Uh, absolutely disgraceful. Like that policy. day when that cyclist near dropped dead in front of you and you just put him on a train. I mean, he didn't get a say. You just put him on the train. That's he right. couldn't speak. Ship off. Uh, Ian from Dandenong. Have these people making these policies ever been to North Queensland or Mildura? Take precautions and life goes on. Spare me. Some harsh feedback there. Yeah. Anyhow. Fair. Hmm. Harsh, but fair. Okay. Uh, we'll take our final break. Uh, we, we've still got we question without notice. Why didn't Actually, we give did away you get all an these unfair pro- advantage playing at night? It's just dawned on me. Uh, potentially. Yep. Yeah, because it's cooler. Unless you're finishing at 2 a.m. like uh, poor old Alexi Popperin was. It's still cooler. Hey, we'll, we'll pick some texts for these prizes because we didn't give them all away here. I've still got four to give away. I still had the uh, the darts, uh, the Hockey Melbourne experience of four people valued at 360 bucks. Drinks, you know you should give plates, one too. Tennis, tennis only gift voucher. Give something to Aaron for getting the longest six at the MCG wrong. That's what, a, what can we give Aaron? Let's give him. Why don't uh, give him a one-way ticket? Might give him the <laughs> double pass, not to the pier. Uh, long walk the off the pier. Uh, double pass to the summer festival at the Valley. Maybe we'll give him that on January twenty-eighth. Yeah. Fun you'll never forget with racing, live music, and entertainment. Summer festival at the Valley, January twenty-first to twenty-four. Maybe we'll fling him those. Someone said there's no race horses, race courses in India. My word, there is. 
I've been to one at Hyderabad. Yeah? Yeah, my word. Is there a scene there when it yeah. comes to racing? A Hyderabad, yeah. Great, yeah. great. Well, not great racing, but funny to watch. What's it sort like? Sort of funny to watch. Yeah. It's a bit different. Just before we get to a break, can you paint a quick picture for us? Yeah, the horses go round. It's it's a grassish surface-ish. <laughs> right. We'll take a final break. I've just cited uh, Julian de Stoop. So JDS in for mornings. We'll get him on next.